What's up, you guys? This is Phoenix. Welcome back to another episode of Rise Game Podcast. Got a very special episode today. I got the homies Jordan and Gabe from the Crate Collective coming on. They're amazing, talented producers um, that we have here in the city, but they're killing it not only here in the city, but nationwide. Um, man, I, I'm really excited to talk with them and kind of, you know, just see how they came together you know, how Gabe got into producing because Gabe was actually, um, you know, rapping and doing music um, on that side. And I, I'm interested in, you know, how Jordan, you know, decided to get into producing and just how the business of music um, is so important to these guys and they have a lot of great knowledge on it. So I really wanted to talk with them about that. Um, you know, of course, get both of their stories, you know, and just their mentality, what they're on and what their, you know, thought process is when it comes to um, you know, producing music and just trying to hustle and get, you know, what they want to do in life and what it is that they love to do. So I'm um, excited to talk with them. Besides that, this is definitely, um, first of all, this is the longest podcast I think I've done. Um, it was honestly to the point where we just hit record and started talking and I'm really excited and I'm going to try to make this intro really short so you guys can just get into the episode. But um, I'm really just you know, it went from us talking about their story to uh, basketball, to conspiracy theories, to like it, it's, it's to music, just talking about general music like hip hop, you know, Kanye, everything. Um, so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode because it's just a lot of fun. It was I had a blast recording it um, and just ready for you guys to hear it. So. Uh, before I get into that, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the last episode with the homie Jawan. Um, man, such man again, just shout out to Jawan, guys. Go check out the Minds podcast um, and go check out my episode on the Minds podcast. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, I also want to say, man, shout out to my friend Shatai and her podcast, Unashamed and Unapologetic. Um, was really dope to talk with her. That is another episode that. Um, you know, I have with her and it's on, on her podcast to so go check it out. Both of these episodes are available on all streaming platforms, but besides my episode, I want you guys to go check out their amazing content that they have, the amazing guests that they have had on and everything. Um, just go check both of them out. And honestly, I'm, I'm just getting ready for a bunch of different things. Spring is on the way. Um, you know, got a new collection in the works right now. Got some, you know, the move, uh, four is coming up. Uh, Deadstock's putting that on um, over at the, I don't know how to pronounce it, it's like the Surity Hotel or something like that, March 27th from 6 to 9. Uh, Bowie and I are going to be there selling vintage. I'm also going to bring my camera, try to record some stuff, maybe vlog the night, um, take some photos, just really try to create as much as I can and, of course, provide vintage and everything. So really looking forward to that. Um, that's coming up in just, what, two weeks now. So, man, time flies, but... Um, I'm just really excited for this this upcoming spring and everything. So uh, just stay tuned for more content. I'm gonna stop talking because this is a two hour episode. So you guys enjoy. Uh, this is Jordan and Gabe from the Crate Collective. Let's go. Board, by the way. Um, uh, just, uh, just keep it going. Yeah, let's just see what happens. Fucking. Uh, but I I think like Drake, man, like they are really. I think people like. You can't be a Drake fan anymore. I feel like, like openly, I feel like it's like if you're you're not like big into hip hop or you're not big into music. If like the first person or artist you say is like, "Yo, I'm a Drake fan," there is that stigma around, yeah, like because people don't know. Like, like, I was listening to Drake when he was rocking the peak coat, you know, comeback season, comeback like season. you know what I mean, and and that's mixtape Drake was yeah. super hard. Like, that's what I was saying, dude. Dude, I used to despise rapper Drake, bro, with a passion. Just like I used to be so mad. Anytime I heard Drake rap, I was like, oh. <laughs> and then, but then I think I realized I was all like, okay, 
he does kind of go hard, bro. <laughs> once you, I feel like it's just once you accept a little bit of the music and then just really start to, I don't know, because, I mean, from there to now, like, I mean, Scorpion and, you know, the double album, like, that was, you know, a, it was long, but it was, you definitely had some, like, hits in it, but yeah. you look at, like, the older shit, like, Take Care, you know, Nothing Was The Same, all that shit, that's when I feel like was peak Drake, and then now it's kind of, like, it's up down like, I feel like he still makes just, hits though like this he's just survived like i feel like there's a i was talking to jordan about this a minute ago but i feel like there's a there's like a time span on like what makes you a legend after you hit that certain time frame you will just be immortalized for like you could like you could not drop you could do a song. no wrong <laughs> yeah you could not you could you could wait to drop a song for like 15 years but if you drop it that shit's hitting number one <laughs> and that's like, true i mean you see a lot of people do that i mean look at all like the legends from like you know 90s you know actually yeah. dr dre took one yeah. oh, like, i know years. right <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what i'm saying that mean, like, album. Right. Or just for just for Dre example through drake is uh what was it uh, if you're reading this it's too late yeah. zero promotion zero Just anything didn't hear drake he didn't hear from drake for like a year yeah. and all of a sudden he's oh here's an album everyone's like what <laughs> it's kind of the same way with uh cole as well jay cole's kind of in that same yeah. bracket where he can just drop no Whenever. features no nothing just it's still and, go number one uh, a lot of the shit or just people like, just mess with it i mean what middle child and then it led to the uh range of the dreamers album where like now, like he might get out. I think what I saw a thing on Instagram where it's like he has four albums left and then he's out, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be originally it was just gonna be the fall off and then he was gonna like leave or whatever. But now we get like four more albums. It's like he hasn't come out. Kendrick's same way. Like he hasn't came out music for what four years. Like damn was yeah, what twenty seventeen. That was that was yeah that was right? twenty seventeen, <laughs> yeah. dude. That's crazy. Like That's he's, nuts he's that had a couple features here and there, but like. Overall, yeah, he's yeah. been kind of low-key. I'm so out of touch with music, bro. <laughs> now it's like, where, where is it? Like, four years later, it's like, damn, like, you see shit like that. I don't know. And then, but if he drops something tomorrow, people it are going to go, yeah, yeah. yeah, easily. Let's check it. Let's check it. Music's I, crazy, man. I feel like any more of the shock drop, honestly, does better than The promotion. promote, yeah. yeah it, it works just like it comes out of nowhere, and it's just like, everybody, because we live in such a, like, the social media era, where once something takes, like, steam and it starts trending and stuff so once you get that shock drop people just naturally all at once go for it versus if somebody knows like here's the street date here's when it's coming yeah. it gives people like a lot of time to lead up to it and it's not i don't know it just doesn't feel as impactful anymore and they're also like when it drops they're like oh it i know it's dropping on this day but i'll still have time to like to do it, you whatever know? yeah versus there's but, something like important when something just comes out and you're like oh i gotta hear it now and yet everybody's talking about it at yeah. the same time yeah you're all experiencing it together yeah. at the same time <laughs> That's what's dope, man. Like I, I think shock drops, fucking. I mean, sneakers too. Like, shoes, yeah, yeah, fucking like those are the best thing. Yeah. Things drop. It's like shit. Like I need that, or like I need to hit the sneakers app and take an L real quick. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's bad. Fuck Nike, sneakers man. app. Yeah, fuck Nike. <laughs> but, Dude, I got my first uh, early access. Yeah. Ever for what? It was the cool gray threes. I was like, this is what you give me early access right. for. <laughs> I mean, the cool. It's still a dope <laughs> shoe. I mean, <laughs> Carmine's would have been better or something, right. but. Yeah. Shit, that's not bad, though. Those Carolina ones, I would, you know. I'd yeah. Be, yeah, but whatever. It's cool. I'll take the cool grades. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not bad, though. I'll take it. <laughs> well, shit, guys, man. Appreciate you for coming on. Uh, we'll start with a little introduction everything, man. Welcome back to Rise Again Podcast, everybody. Got two very special guests, man. Got the homies Jordan and Gabe, um, better known as Crate Collective. They're two amazing producers that we have here in the city. Um, you know, providing beats everywhere, national. You guys are everywhere, man. So 
thank you guys, man, for coming on. I'm so glad to have you guys on. I've been wanting to make this happen for a while, and so it's dope to finally like get you guys at the crib, man, talk some music, some just everything. I feel like he looked specifically at I looked specifically me when he at said you. That. He was like, it's, it's been, you've been telling me for two years you were going to come on here and do this. It's the long-awaited fucking appearance for Jordan. But we He's got like, it. he left his house. Yeah, I know, dude. Getting this man to leave his house is like... It's, it's a task. Dude, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's like trying to hunt down like the albino bear. Like, it just doesn't happen. It's a rare appearance when yeah. you see it. It's it's tough, but it's always a good time. It's know? always a good time. You know? It's like the uh, I always seen those memes where it's like Roy Williams when he's like in the fucking uh, oh yeah where everybody's you know uh, the team's hyping him up. It's like when your friend comes out to the club for the first time and like yeah. forever and shit. Like yeah, that's, yeah, that's me. Yeah, it's like, that's, I look that's at Jordan. It's like, it's like all right, the moon's this high in the sky. <laughs> so the wind's three degrees right. that way. Gotta it's it's forty three tonight. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, But shit, man. Um, why don't you guys start off man, just telling the people about like yourselves and kind of everything that you guys gonna do? Me? Yeah, yeah, you, you can, can lead it off. Lead man. it off. Yeah, lead it off. Oh, pressure's sweet. on you. Pressure. <laughs> the pressure's always on me, baby. <laughs> around here, dog. I mean, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, uh, we are the dropouts and dirt nasty beats of the Cray Collective. Uh, we uh, how we came about was kind of super random, just because Jordan started making like. You just started making gold school beats, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, those are tight!" Like, and I've always rapped over those just because that's what I grew up listening yeah. to. And I was all like, "Sweet, let's rap to these." And then I was like, "I really want to learn how to do this." And then he showed me how to sample. I never, I didn't know how to sample, dude. I was like, I was terrible at it. I've made beats for years, dude. Yeah. I've never been able to sample. He showed me in like ten minutes. And you're like, oh shit, it's like yeah, that, like <laughs> yeah. It was that. It was that. It was one of those like moments where just like the light bulb lit up and everything just made sense after that. Yeah. And so, man, here we are. We got, yeah. You guys have been out here, man. Really, uh, I mean, shit. It's ever since starting, just pushing content, man. Pushing a bunch of different shit, music, you know, overall and. Um, the one thing that I've seen you guys do is just work, you know, mm-hmm. just put out consistently yeah. putting out shit. And what kind of like led to that? What kind of led to the idea of like, just really, because you know, a lot of times, man, with music, it's like, like we literally just said, like, I think you can either put shit out whenever you want, or you can put it consistently or like, there's a lot of different methods that people take as artists. Was that something you guys like talked about or like had like an idea of, or was it just kind of like, we just want to create so much? Yeah, we uh, we definitely talked about it, and that was kind of our plan going into it was, ideally what we wanted to do was a beat a day, mm. where it was like switch on and off between upload days, have some days be a dirt nasty beat, some day be a dropout beat, and just kind of go that route with it, and the idea behind it was the, realistically it was social media algorithms, and yeah. YouTube specifically, yeah. and how they reward the consistency more so than taking long lapses. So... In order to kind of um, try to combat that and build up a subscriber count, um, that was the game plan. We failed terribly. <laughs> yeah, like, first time around. I think we would we get. Like, I think we got two was... weeks into it. Yeah, we were. I mean, that's a pretty good consistency. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was one of those things where you know it's a beat a day to upload and release. That's a lot. It, it's a lot of work. <laughs> like it really, it's it's so much work. And then when you also factor in obviously like personal life yeah. and stuff, it's just. It became uh, impossible. But there are guys that do it, though. So it's like, that's what I look at as well. Like I look at the top guys in the online producer community, mm-hmm. and I'm like, 
one, I take, you know, that they do this for a living now. Yeah. So it's like they have the, the luxury of time to be able to do a like that's their like That's their job. That's their job. Do. Yeah. So I look at that and I weigh that, but it's like, I'm a believer that if you want to beat the top guys, you got to outwork the top yeah. guys. So obviously we don't have the luxury of being able to do a beat a month or whatever. Like these guys do, <laughs> right. you know, like. And the thing is, those guys, they still work hard. Like, they're still putting out a beat a day. Yeah. Like, I look at... I'm not going to name drop anybody because I'm not giving them free promo. But, <laughs> like, no. Um, I look at guys... Like, I look at, uh, like, Ant Chamberlain, and I look at all these different guys on YouTube, and, yeah, I mean, they just... They're working Const- constantly. constantly it doesn't stop. Drops. It's... And I think a lot of that goes to just, like, it's almost a habit anymore mm. to where they realize that's what it took to get to the point they're at today, and breaking that would be foolish because... As I've experienced myself, any amount of success that you have can be pretty much gone yeah. within months. Gone. You can fumble. You can it. fumble it so quick if you are just um, yeah. You, you careless you, with yeah. what you've built. You can build hype for a year, man, and then in a week, just it gone. I think it's <laughs> just a social media, man. Like mm-hmm. I think everyone is very like finished product, looking at shit. You know, we're we're swiping through shit all the time. Like the whole entire. Like, we're looking at everything quickly. And so if you don't see somebody put something out or if you don't see somebody, like, consistently, like, all the time or, you know, it, it could even be promotion. It doesn't even have to be, like, anything. But if they don't see your name, like, attached to something for a bit, it's like, oh, they fell off or whatever. Exactly. And then, like, they went. Dude, I was actually, just, yeah, I'll say one of my big, one of my big, uh, who I've been following a lot of, like, my, like, Facebook marketing stuff yeah. without having to pay for ads I actually learned from a lot of like OnlyFans girls that are doing hey. really good dude yeah. cause I'm all like cause you know they make they a lot of them make a bunch of money it's off it's a marketing like dude like That's they, they make money so so I'm like shit. instead of just replacing it instead of putting pictures I'm just gonna put beat snippets and then it works so I'm just gonna keep going with it <laughs> it works it's like a little sample you know what I mean like just a little sample to somebody to listen to it and then you have you know your people your crowd share and then that crowd share it's all it just bounces around yeah. so fast, dude. Especially with like, and I feel like we face we face we face a weird hurdle in what we do, just for the fact that the what we make now is not hip. People don't. I mean, people say all the time, like, "Oh, what are you talking about that's a that's a style that'll never die." And, <laughs> and I'll be all like, "You ain't never once hit me up for anything." Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. There's that, and then there's like the idea of like. How many boom bap records have you heard on the billboard? Yeah. You know, hot one hundred yeah. in the like, last around <laughs> fifteen years. Yeah. Like dude, that's what I'm saying. I was like, that's one of my biggest goals, dude. You just want to get just one We're track. One, dude. We're getting one on there. That's I don't care. I, and I mean, you can say like people can say like, oh, you know, lyricism and like true authentic hip hop mm. will never die. But it's like that style definitely isn't in the forefront of hip hop. Like when it's you think not of mainstream anymore. It, anymore. It's still exactly. there. There's it's still, still artists. Pre- it'll out always there. be present. Yeah. But it's definitely not. If you look at like today's hip hops and like the top forty list of hip hop, like yeah. it's it's not there right now. No, for the it's most not part, it hasn't been for like the past decade. And even when people say like, "Well, you have guys like Kendrick and Cole, and yeah. you know, and we had Mac Miller and all, you know, it's but it was still different. It wasn't even how Kendrick. I mean, we just talked about damn. Like even there's still lyricism and shit on that. But even if you look at the production and what he was bringing to mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff, like there's different elements on that, like. Which production wise, I just want to say that uh, "Humble" yeah is one of the worst beats ever <laughs> to go 
I think it, I think it went number one. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it hit number one. It was. It's literally probably the oh. worst beat to ever go number one. Ever. Oh my lord, that build up and the look on your face. Dude, I'm just I did not. Ex- I, I did not expect. You guys thought I was gonna praise it. Right? Like, was it like, was a masterpiece. No, dude, it was like one of the worst beats ever. Terrible. Right. <laughs> it's literally just boom, boom, yeah, boom, 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 and it over and over again in a loop. <laughs> but it's because it was Mike Will. So yeah. I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's cool. Mike, it's Mike, Mike Will made it. So, yeah, exactly. Mike Will made it. It's good. I mean, yeah, Mike Will also made Jay's on my feet. And we all yeah. Know that fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, I wasn't overly impressed with the whole album. No. I thought, it, for me, like, a lot of people were like, To Pimp a Butterfly is the masterpiece. For me, Good Kid, Matt's yeah. is yeah. the masterpiece. No. He started, I mean... He started with the first studio studio album with Good Kid. Like, that was... It's, it, hard, it's to hard to top that. Yeah, it's hard to top that body of work. I mean, that is... Um... Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst is probably, like, one of my favorite songs, like, And I don't even ever. care that it's six minutes long. Dude, yeah. it's, it's, dude, I don't give a fuck. I'm listening. <laughs> like, it's a car ride. I can get to yeah, a place, like, you know, yeah, and I put it on. I I'm, love that song. I don't care if it's six <laughs> minutes long. The idea, too, that it's a concept album, mm-hmm. and you're just, like, literally going along this yeah. story with this individual it, it's and the way they put it all together it's amazing do you guys listen to as you know being producers do you listen to music differently like when you hear do you hear today's music and listen to the shit differently or are you guys still listening to older shit like what's kind of like on your guys' playlist every day oh i listen to a little bit of everything yeah like they say that i listen just to rap and hip-hop is it's not even like that like most of the time i find myself listening to out of genre stuff like for me an average day, I can't really anymore because of all the allegations and everything, but it would be like Marilyn Manson, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm jumping to Justin Timberlake, yeah. and then I'm jumping over, you know, all over the place, dude, every day. Like, there's like some hip-hop staples that yeah. I are a daily listen for me still, but for the most part, it's just kind of whatever. It's wherever you're feeling. Like yeah, it just bounces to. all over the place. I'm definitely, dude, I'm definitely huge. I was definitely really big into like the underground rap scene, dude, yeah. just like... Well, I had my Suicide Boys phase. I'm not very proud of that phase, <laughs> but I had it, and it's then and it's over with. I was I not a very big. Never even gave them. Yeah. A listen. Yeah, to be honest. Don't. But I know it was like a like. But it was it great. Was, yeah. It was great while it was going on. But now I look back at it, I'm all like, why did I do that? But it's just <laughs> what you're into at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, like dude, I think it like, it's music. You can listen to it, whatever. I think that's like I mean you mentioned like Marilyn Manson and like JT this completely too but oh, yeah. it's just so dope when you listen to I mean I started recently and we talked about that with like JT's I started really going back to like his the earlier catalogs and like the shit yes. he worked with like uh, the Neptunes and like Timberland and like all that it's mm-hmm. when you listen to it it's uh, I started watching like behind the scenes shit of him working on Justified and it was like him and Pharrell uh, doing I can't remember what song it was but like them basically working it to get I think it was Rock Your Body probably. And that's not yeah it's definitely yeah so like it, yeah. yeah so it's them working on it together it's like shit like i guess that's like what i was trying to see is like you guys look at that and think about how can we dissect like a song is that something you do a lot or is it more just all the time dude I, it's yeah. uh, some dude sometimes like a lot of the times dude i can't even listen to the radio just because like you can hear like the laziness in some productions yeah. and it just dude it grinds me to the soul <laughs> Because I'm all like, you probably got paid thousands and thousands of dollars to do your job, and you just didn't do it. Like, dude, I would, dude, I would kill just to have one of my records played right. on a on a big radio station, dude. Let alone be paid to just like, just, uh, dude, oh, it just it makes me so mad. 
Yeah. It's so mad. Usually for me, if I'm going to dissect like a record for the purpose of trying to better my own production, mm-hmm. I usually go for like the classics. Like I'm like, let me pull up a Pink Floyd mm. and see how this sounds sonically. Like let's listen to Dark Side or The Dude, Wall. Yeah. Let's listen to like Michael Jackson Thriller, like yeah. that album. Like albums that still sound amazing today. They're like timeless from like Yeah, that. even though it's been 50 years, yeah. Yeah, 40, dude, 50 well, years. I've been getting stuck in the loop of, like, just even, like, the songs that, like, like I know I'm, I'm going to flip, like, I listen to it, and then now I just catch myself just, like, going through my playlist of, like, flips, yeah. and just, like, just listening to that music all the way oh. down, dude, and it's just, dude, it's just weird listening to, like, a lot of, because everything now, everything's just kind of, I feel like everything's just drifting more towards pop, so everything kind of has mm-hmm. the same progressions, Mm-hmm. through everything That's you know true. and then you get back and then but you bring it back to before digital dude then you just really get to appreciate the just like the graininess of the mm-hmm. recordings and, and like just the random harshness of the tape that it was recorded onto dude and it's like i live for that yeah. bro i love that sound so I mean, much and there's there's definitely a vibe that you get from old samples too mm-hmm. like anymore like you said with like the where we're at today and how digital everything is there's like swing today doesn't exist. No, like, everything is just on grid. Yeah, it's be, I mean, and a lot of it's just because of our production techniques today. Yeah, like even even like rock bands and metal bands when they're recording their drums, they go back and they nudge everything on it's so grid clean anyways. Now. Yeah, it and they mean. replace the actual live drum yeah. with a sample anyways. <laughs> so it's like you might as well have just made it in a, a sampler. Oh, dude, that's like, your live drummer. Does, I mean, all he did was yeah. <laughs> showed up. Dude, that's like yeah. me listening to Twenty One Pilots songs when they got like a, when you can definitely tell it's a digital drum. I'm yeah. all like, but he has a drummer. My head like explodes. Yeah, like, and you're like, oh, dude, I know exactly where that sample came from. Yeah. <laughs> I have that kit as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> I also have that kit. But yeah, it's hard to reference modern hip hop, like unless it's like the Juggernauts, like yeah, like, here's Dre, Kendrick, those guys that obviously have crazy, crazy uh, money going into their production side of everything like your your soundcloud rappers and things like that Mm -hmm. there's something beautiful about how shitty the recordings are because they're doing it in their houses and stuff or whatever um but when you're like trying to make trying to be get it to a professional yeah to a professional standard it's very hard to like listen to those guys and you're like he recorded this and i can tell it was clipping the entire time by six (laughs) decibels yes Yes, dude. That like you know, as me as like I'm an audio engineer myself. Like mm-hmm. I do a lot of vocal stuff too, dude. And it's all like, yeah, no, nah, just listening to a lot of stuff. And I'm like, man, why? Or you listen to the beats, and it's like <laughs> well, all you hear is the 808, and it's so distorted. And it's not because they put saturation on it. It's because they slammed the meter, yeah. and it was literally yeah clipping by like six decibels. I know, dude. I can't see how many times I've had people come in to like record a session. They give me a beat, and the eight away, she's like, <laughs> they're I'm like, it like, slaps oh. right, and you're like, you're like, yeah, yeah. And they're all like, you yeah, that's at, exactly. Yeah. Like, this beat slaps, don't I'll be all like, it does something. Like, like you look at the my way. eardrums, like yeah. breaking my monitors, but four hundred bucks. <laughs> you look at the waveform, and usually there's transients of your kick oh and your snare. It's just a song. It's just like oh. Yeah. Solid bar. There's like a little dip where the 808 actually comes out. They're like, oh, we yeah. put a bridge here. There's no 808. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I know, dude. That's like, that's just like good. Like, that's again, that's talking like you look at waveforms from like a old, like older songs, mm-hmm. dude. Like back in the day, shit just used to be quieter. Oh yeah. Like it was, it was way it's not quieter. As loud as, yeah. yeah. Now everything's just like put it as loud as you can, just put it in your face baby, as yeah. you can without destroying shit. Right. <laughs> it's just. 
I'm such a music uh, nerd that I can tell you the exact point that that happened. It was the 90s. It's called the Loudness War. You can look into it. The Loudness, Loudness War. War. And one of the first band that they really experimented it with and that did really well was Oasis on oh, the uh, What's the Story Morning Glory. Yeah. They pushed the level so, like, that was the thing. Loud is better. Not necessarily a dynamic I mix. I have it. I gotta re-listen to that now. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, now like, no, <laughs> like if you take everything really before then, you can actually, It's if it's loud, it's because it was mixed mm. really, really well. Versus once that came around, it was like, no, just push levels. We'll run everything through a limiter and everything like that. Yeah. Because then they started, like that's when engineers and everything and like music executives were like, no, 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 you don't need a mix for like perfection just you just need in, to mix yeah. for loud yeah right and it's loud like, sells yeah like. loud is what sells so yeah that is uh that's my dude that's, that's my music lesson for the day <laughs> right listeners dude dude now i'm gonna have to like literally no, like, back now i'm like trying to think of like to, i'm like, just like, <laughs> like like even if you listen to like the ballad which is like i mean a lot of their music is kind of ballad yeah. it's kind of soft rock but yeah. uh like wonderwall yeah even that his vocals are like Really yeah. out there and present. Yeah. And it's like, are. why are you yelling on this love like, song? So, <laughs> my head, it's like blown right now. I'm like trying to think of like listen back to like when I heard it before and shit, dude. I mean, I think the thing with the music today is just. Do you feel like there's not as much uh, time, like an effort given into it, or is it more just there's? Of course, there's always those artists that do give the time, the effort to. Or just whatever that you're working on, but I think as a whole, as like a blanket, do you feel like people don't put as much? Is it more like I'm gonna produce this? Let's just mix it real quick and then put it out. Uh, I think a lot of it today is like. Uh, I think a lot of it is like quantity, especially because a lot of people have like we were talking like the loudness is good. A lot of people think like, oh, if I have this gigantic catalog, yeah, and like the people are gonna take me seriously because I have thirty mixtapes <laughs> under my belt, you know, and that. I don't know, and that just, that just blows my mind because you start looking at how everything is today, and like I have a, I have a lot of respect for the new music, especially for the new music and the engineers that engineer the new music, mm-hmm. because writing isn't really like a thing anymore. You don't see a guy in the studio with a pen and a pad. People you don't see a guy on his phone yeah. anymore unless he's like spitting bars. But a lot of the guys go in there and <clears throat> you hear like you hear people, oh, I freestyled this. Mm-hmm. And what they mean by freestyled is they said two bars, said another two bars. <laughs> And they kept going, and then like if like if they said one two bar or they said two bars, and the next two bars were trash. They'd scrap it and like and just keep keep, yeah. keep trying to do and then just bar the song piece together, it together dude. and then see what yeah. happens. And I mean, Jay Z used to do that, bro. Like back in the day, yeah. Jay Z used to just go and he would just like spit like the first four bars of his verse and then come in, f- fill out like the next yeah. two bars, and then just like, it was super. Because I remember watching like his documentary or whatever, and watching him record, and I was like, that is the weirdest method but mm-hmm. i mean if it works it works it works yeah like, it, it wor- obviously it works right. <laughs> like, yeah wayne did the same thing yeah. he kind of stole that idea or that you know recording philosophy where he wouldn't write anything no. he would just he would yeah, piece he would together by yeah. you know every two to four bars i definitely appreciate how everything is super like harmonized though like everything like a lot of the songs we hear today are recorded with like duplicate tracks and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but you don't hear it just because you can blend it so well now that you can now that we have the ability to integrate like console hardware Mm -hmm. with digital in the box and just like mix it all together in like a hybrid system dude is really like sonically really made music dope i really do like that you ever think about like if you guys were 
produced in like in the seventies or eighties, it's like, would you go back to that era and be like, damn, like now I'm here, like what I'm going to, like, what would be something you'd be working on? Or do you think you'd still be trying to work on oh, hip hop? Oh dude, back then, dude, <laughs> oh, not, dude, if I like, dude, even like making beats, like Jordan's trying to get us to start making yeah. beats on this NPC, dude, I was all like, yo, that's like, that's to me was like some caveman. Like, <laughs> I was like, yo, what? He said, yeah, dude, check out this NPC 2000. I looked it up. It was like this off white box. And I was like, what is that? I tried explaining like sample time. Like we take for granted today that we can load a wave or an MP3 and we, I mean, we can literally just record yeah. endlessly. But back in like the nineties on the NPCs, shit was on like floppy disks. So, and they yeah. only allowed so much time for sampling. So, like, you couldn't just sample and record an entire song into your MPC. Yeah. Like, that's why old school beats, they're very minimal, is because you they only allowed so much time. So, you had to, like, find your chops. Versus, like... Perfectly. Yeah. Versus today, I can load in a full song and be like, all right, and I want this part yeah, here, just, and <laughs> I'm going to take this part here, and I'm going to slice here, and I'm going to piece this all together. But back that's then, they didn't have that luxury of even being able to really visualize it like that. Like, it was like, here's this piece of hardware, and turn some knobs until right. you get to the part you want to be at, and <laughs> assign it to a pad, and then on to the next one until you're at a sample time, and then better hope that, uh, better hope you can make something with it. Right. So, like, respect to those dudes. That's yeah. why, like, when people ask me, like, top producers all time, it's always going to be guys from, like, the 90s and mm. early 2000s. Like, I'm... Fanboy Kanye is always at the top. I don't. I don't care. I'll, I'll argue with that any day. You'll <laughs> say it like so it's I'll, I'll, I'll argue that with anybody. His catalog might be the greatest catalog in hip hop history. Mm. Y'all here, y'all here, smash yeah. humble. Right. right. <laughs> We're dropping bold statements. Today. Yeah, like no, it, it's, right. it, you five star albums across the board. College dropout, five star album. The skits kind of ruin it for me. If there wasn't like yeah. twenty skits, yeah. it would be yeah. <laughs> But that's still my favorite Kanye though. But yeah, it's <laughs> late registration, five star album. Graduation, take off drunken hot girls, yeah. five star album. Eight oh eights and heartbreak, five star album. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I mean, yeah. like we yeah. all know, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got... <laughs> right. So and then you get to Jesus, and then that's when you can go like, oh, that's the decision. Yeah, it's like, do I like this or do I not yeah. like this? And Very some people that do, they're point. like. Five star album, and then the ones that don't, they're like, I hate this. Yeah. I'll never play it's either it again. Zero. There's no middle. There's no middle. It's, it's either I fucking hate it or it's like the best. Nobody thing gave it a three. It yeah. was, <laughs> it was a may, maybe go back and listen to. Yeah, it was. I'm playing this every day or no. Nope. Yeah, they popped it on hurt on site and like yeah. the crazy synth, and then they yeah. were like, oh, next song, and then <laughs> they were like, okay, um, now nah, I think I'm good. Or they were like, yes, <laughs> it, it's yes. But then you keep going. And but yeah, it's like his catalog, it's just like, I mean, really, like we were talking about, I think it was off uh, off recording though, but uh, yeah, even like Jesus is King. Yeah. Although you might not like really enjoy the lyrical content, the production is still top tier. Yeah. Like it's still. Right. It's say, a beautifully yeah. put, like sonically, yeah. it is beautiful. And that's, I mean, the dude's got it down to a formula too. And it's not to say that Kanye, Kanye kind of got to a point where he's kind of like Dr. Dre. Where people give Dre a lot of credit for his production later in, in his career. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily that Dre is this phenomenal beat maker. It's, he's just a phenomenal producer. Like yeah. He knows who to call and like what guys to do what and how to really yeah. make a recording amazing. Because like Chronic 2001, like that, 
Well, he gets a lot of credit for the beats on there, but mm-hmm. No Man produced like seventy percent of the album as far as like the actual beat making yeah. process. Dre is just the guy though that's like, that's a great beat. Now I'm gonna put some <laughs> strings on it, and now I'm gonna do this. It's and like we're that's a great this. thing right there. I bet I could do this. But too. yeah, we're gonna, here's what I'm going to do, and we're gonna take it to another level. And that's why. And then Kanye kind of got to that same point when he started working with. Uh, I forget his name now. Wow. Mike Dean. That's mm. his name. Works with Travis Scott a lot. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Houston. Yeah. Mike Dean's from Houston. Yeah. yeah, he worked with a lot of like yeah. uh, DJ Screw and Screwed Up Clip early mm-hmm. in his career. But yeah, like Kanye with uh, with like Mike Dean and he just, he has these guys and he knows who to call too. Like, hey, this is a, a total Cuddy vibe. I'm going to mm-hmm. call Cuddy. We're going to get you on this. He just knows how to piece a record together. I mean, all of the lights had like yeah. that guest list on that album. Dude. You can't even identify the voices where they're at. Oh. But it's like it has like it had Elton John on it, yeah. uh, Alicia <laughs> like, Keys. When you really start to go down through the, like, list, the list, and you're like, "Where are they?" Because <laughs> they're just so buried in this like choir yeah. and this. It's just such an amazingly big record, and you're it's he's and the thing is, you have to be a somebody to be able to call Elton John and yeah. like. You can't just like be a regular guy, a regular you know artist, and be like, "Hey, do you want to hop on this? Just, record? Yeah, this rap record." And just be like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, dude. Especially because like the stories I've heard of Elton John, dude, like great musician, but he sounds like he is just an ornery old bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can this for the stories I've heard of Elton John, yeah. dude. He's he's just an ornery old man. Or I'm to like, like do your Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever you want, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's getting like, to that level though. It's like now I feel like Kanye or like people like Kanye, you get that that pretty much like God level of music mm-hmm. where like you can do whatever you can make a fucking Jesus album and this next album that he drops can be just completely degrading a bunch of shit. And no one's gonna like you know what I mean? Like he said he's never gonna make another hip hop record again when yeah. he made Jesus King. That's a lie, but like it's Oh, we know what's yeah, it's it's gonna oh, especially now, but like it's it's I, I like to see that, like, you know, those people, do you feel like as producers, do you ever want to get to the point where like the tags, you know, like Mike Will or like Metro Boomin or like, oh, some where, of those the tag people, is just... where it's like the tag is like, I feel like people just listen for the tag. They don't even like care about afterwards. Yeah. Like, there, I mean, there is a level when like you hear those. And I, I think that it's amazing that producers finally got to that point because mm-hmm. before it was like, nobody cared. About everyone, the producer. Dude, everyone thinks that we rip people off all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, like, you guys don't understand any of this. Like, dude. the rapper would get all the glory. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, without without the words, the, the beat probably isn't going to go number one on the yeah. top 100. I don't care. But bro. vice versa as well. Like, without the producer, you, an you acapella exactly. album is probably not yeah. going to pop either. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, like, it's a beautiful partnership for artist and producer. And, uh, I wanted to ask you guys, especially because like having, you know, artists like background, you know, producing background, how is the relationship when you're trying to work with like an artist, like, especially when it comes to the business side of things too, because there's always the like, you know, producer getting their money, the artists are getting their money, you know what I mean? Dude, like, being, it's really just being trans, like, I try to be as transparent as possible with like clients, this is what dude, we're like, looking, yeah. this is what it is, this is what's here, like, I try to like everything out of the table because I don't want nobody coming back on me yeah. like yo what's this and I'm all like yo remember when I said this and this <laughs> like yeah, like try to keep everything especially since I came from like being a hip hop artist mm-hmm. and not a producer like I feel like I kind of have that advantage of being able to like 
oh, I already know how these guys think. I used to have that. It's like I've been there. So yeah, like, like I used to have that, oh, these guys probably stole FL, and now they're just, they're making these beats for free, <laughs> and why should I have to pay for these sort of deal, yeah. you know? But now that I'm producing, and I realize, like, how much time and skill goes into this. Yeah. Like, dude, like, I get so mad when people, like, I get offended when people are like, dude, you're so talented. I get so offended. I'm like, you don't understand how hard I work for this, right. yo. Like, I yeah. You like touching on that, I hate that too. <laughs> dude, I hate it. When like, it's like you're so, I like you're so, you're so gifted, you're so talented, and it's like you don't understand. It's the hard work, dude. Do you want me to play you my first beat ever? Yeah, <laughs> like, let's see if exactly. I'm talented and gifted. That's what I'm like. I, yeah, I was like, if you like my first song sounded like. I don't know, it sounded like a kid playing with, like, his toy drum set, like, and just bashing on the random things and all the sounds. But that's all I can think it's about. It's just a collection dude. of, like, different sounds to now, like, you're out yeah, here. Yeah, like, dude, dude, like, dude, like, if if you, like, if I would have went back in time and showed my 19-year-old self the beats I was making, I'd been like, bro, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you didn't make it. But you gotta start from somewhere, yeah. too. Yeah, you know? yeah it's like, totally. You can't, like, you know, maybe there's gifted, like, you know, pianists or people that can sing or this and that, but it's all hard work to get to the point where you want to get to mm-hmm. and like whatever it is that you want to do like you got to put that hard work in oh for sure talent if talent don't hustle baby that's true. i mean like, even that's been my that's been my that's been my huge thing in music dude i mean we can say that michael jordan comfortably is still to this day the greatest ball player of all time yeah right? yeah michael jordan didn't just wake up one day and was michael jordan no. No, like <laughs> michael lived in the gym like and god yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like he, I mean, it's the whole story from like the high school team getting cut, you know, cut all that and all, stuff. Yeah, like, the whole work, like it was legitimate hustle. And in that documentary, uh, or yeah, the thirty for thirty thing that they did, mm-hmm. that was one of my favorite things that he said when he's like, "Was I kind of like a tyrant or whatever?" Yeah, yeah, maybe. He's like, "But I didn't ask that any whole like, of, yeah, he, I didn't ask yeah. them to do anything I didn't do myself." Yeah, and it's just like. That's like that's, one of my favorite clips. I clipped that, I think, and I put it on like my page or whatever, because I was like, dude, like that minute where he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, like, and mm-hmm. yeah, dude, it's it's, and then he like starts tearing up. And yeah, he's like, cut. he says, cut. He's yeah, like, into, like, legendary. Yeah. yeah, like, and it's true, like that type of work ethic and leadership is very, very undervalued today. Like a lot of guys, they just want to, they want to already be on top, but mm-hmm. they don't understand there's. The beauty dude, in the grind. Yeah. That, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like a lot of people would be, like, where we're at and, you know, where we're getting, like... So people don't understand, like, we're getting a lot of stuff, like, outside of the city. Like, a lot of, like, a lot of, like, a lot of my sales are outside the city. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the, a lot of it's outside the country, you know? And that's, mm-hmm. that's sweet, because, like, we didn't plan on doing stuff like that for, like, a year or two, like, for that to actually, like, happen. So for us to be able to be like, yeah... We, Sold the beat overseas. Like, and it's yeah, dope. Like, it's a it's it a dope is. feeling when you, like, those things happen. And that's one thing that I, I have seen, like, with both you guys is I it's important to have the local presence, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, just love for the city, the community, and everything. But you got to get to the national point at some point in time. We, we can't be just right here forever. No, no, no. You know what I mean? And so you have to have that national audience if you want to build that, you know... You, you can be either, in my opinion, it's like you can be an amazing Iowa creative, you can be an amazing Iowa artist or like whatever, or you can be just an artist and you can be, a, you know, from the place that you're from. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the way I look at it a lot. It's like, I'd rather be like, yo, I'm from Des Moines, I'm from here, but I'm now I'm here like doing, you know, music here or I'm doing creating here, like this and that. Is that, you guys feel that way? Oh, same way, yeah. It's specifically in the hip hop community, there's... Although they don't necessarily, we don't talk about it very much, but there's that mindset of like, 
I'm going to be the first one. Mm. I'm going to put Des Moines on. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you can ask any artist in Des Moines, and I guarantee you that's going to, most of them are going to be like, yeah, like, I'm bringing hits, like, I'm, I'm doing hits for the city and stuff like that. It's like, that's awesome, dude. I love that. That's so great, dude. That's so great. I just, I don't, I don't know, dude. I've always been, like, a nerd, and I've always been an outcast, and I've always been, like, stomped on, dude. So I've always been like, oh, uh, yeah, that's cool and all, but I, I don't know, dude. I love it. And it's the, I don't know, I feel like the city, the, the whole, the local, the local, the local, like, support was really weird for me. Because mm. I had, I had zero expectancy for people around town to be all like, yo, these are dope. Like, I, I had, <laughs> no, I, I thought people were going to be all like, oh, look at this guy. He's yeah. over here doing, this is lame, bro. Ain't no one ever going to listen to this. Ain't no one going to buy any of these, dude. And people, t- people still tell me that, bro. And it takes everything in me to just, like, stay humble and just be like, you're right, bro. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It's bro. like, oh yeah, keep and that I, same energy. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to pull my phone out and be all like, look at all these deposits, dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, like, dude, I, I was like, that's God testing me every day to all like, are you gonna, are you gonna flex your blessings? Or are you just gonna keep going? See, <laughs> you're a better man than me. After like, after, after like three to four months of dealing with that, you're finally like, I'm like, screech out. Yeah, I'm like, here's my B stars dashboard. Um, <laughs> You know, last 30 days, like 10K. <laughs> well, yeah, my, my boom bat beats, they're not selling. Or my trap beats, yeah, they're, they're trash. Like, eventually I finally fold, and I'm like, sorry. Because it does get tough when people are, like, not seeing. I guess that's the behind-the-scenes shit that people don't see or know. You know, like, yeah. if you're not if you're not popping the eyes of social media or, like, uh-huh. people seeing your shit 24-7 or, like, your stuff, this and that, like, you can be a sound, fucking amazing, like, whatever talent you have. And if you're producing at the end of the day, we want to do this shit for a living. We yep. want to be able to, you know, provide shit for ourselves, our families and everything. Like, I think the fame versus, you know, sometimes the business aspect of these things get kind of lost mm-hmm. and there's still a business to it. And I think oh, yeah. that's something that definitely you guys have a strong, you know, working with, you know, selling online has been a platform that I haven't seen a lot of people you know use. And I honestly feel like, you know, I mean, definitely there's people, and I may not know about a lot of people, but as far as, like, pushing online as much, it'd be, like, you guys. Like, that's where I see. And what was kind of the idea for, like, pushing online? Was it just, like, I want to take it further? Like, I want to do further than Iowa, or? I think it's more, I think it's a multi-part to that. It's, like, definitely escape the local market. Not not in a bad sense, either. It's just pure, like, a volume thing. Like, Des Moines is growing, and the hip hop scene is still, it's still in its honestly in its infancy. Yeah, it's it still. Uh, I mean, like it's, I remember ten years ago, the only place you could perform was Vaudeville Muse. Mm-hmm. That was it. I'm saying yeah. Vaudeville doesn't exist anymore. Uh-huh. Sad breaks my heart. But we should still buy the building when we can. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's what I'm working for. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna accumulate enough, and then I'm like, Yo, Vaudeville, welcome right. back. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, yeah, dude, so many guys today got their start at that venue mm-hmm. like yeah i would say like you're front running guys like everybody kind of found themselves yeah. at vaudeville muse it's so it's sad to see that gone but. that's what's that that's my favorite place to throw down at dude like the, oh, the space was fire. perfect we'd always be like 
Your favorite was like to watch the homies perform you know, from the balcony, yeah. bro. Like I loved, I loved <laughs> the sound that quality. So much, there dude. was trash, but it was glorious <laughs> trash. Yeah, exactly. It was like it was an aesthetic. Yeah. The stage tripping over the cords. So yeah, they didn't have mics. The wireless mics. You had a no. recording <laughs> mic that yeah. everybody that ever performed there used. Yep. So it, it was beat to hell. With the dent in the grill. But it was like they had the yeah. carpet. Joe, ever you guys ever pull yeah. up the carpet? Yeah. <laughs> the carpet on the stage. There was a giant ass hole in it. That's why the carpet <laughs> yeah. was there. It's the aesthetic. Of like, what vaudeville was, and like now, I mean, but it opened the doors because now, like, Woolies is letting you know, hip hop uh, acts, you know, hip hop acts, and you know, people you know, they put on shows pretty much like a lot of different times, which is cool, yeah, to see. dude. Oh, I think, and I think that I think that the city of Des Moines as a whole is becoming more accepting of hip hop itself because, mm-hmm. you know, because like hip hop comes with to people that don't know about hip-hop they see they see the negative side of it yeah and what happens so they're all like oh no we don't want hip-hop and then they so when they see something like that i remember like uh, who was it biggs biggs he was trying to do that big block party here mm-hmm. and they shut him down because they were like oh you can't have you can't call it this and then have street performer p- people performing because it would actually make it this yeah. and you don't have the permits for that but then like the a week before that they had a country music yeah. thing it was the same thing the ex- like the exact same thing but country music same title and everything and they let that slide and it was all like i was like man you just when it when it comes down to it dude it's just there's a reason why we only have one hip-hop station and it's classic yeah. hip-hop there's no like you don't hear you we know, don't have like a yeah we don't dude, have it's a, going to be a very long time before we hear any mainstream like hip-hop mm-hmm. like on our airwaves yeah, specifically like a hip hop station because they have like hits ninety nine nine or whatever, and then the other. But it's that's it's formatted like pop, to top forty. Yeah, yeah. So top it's like 40, if it makes going. top forty, then yeah. like if a rap song's in there, you might hear it. Yeah. But for the most part, it's still they're playing primarily pop and uh, same thing on Kiss one hundred seven FM. Most yeah, of the country time. pop. Yeah. You know what used to bother me about Kiss? Like I, I'm more I have my my you know the aux cord shit now, so yeah, like I, I put that saying, in, yeah. but like I'll flip it off if like my aux cord breaks, then like the radio I'll put it on or like whatever. And there was a moment that. It, I remember, I think it was Kiss decided it or whatever. Um, say it's like a pop song and there's a rap feature on it and they would take off the rap feature on the song. I think it was like, uh, first time I recognized it was like E.T. with like Katy Perry and oh, Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they took off like Kanye's verse or like uh, Payphone with like uh, Maroon 5 and they took off Wiz's verse. Like, it's such a weird, that's how much the city like, hates hip hop, yeah, it feels like. Dude, like, it's like, they're dude, like, no airtime. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. You will get in zero. Man, dude. I mean, Man. it's cool because now, like, there's this, like, underground, you know, community of Des Moines and hip hop and just art and culture that's been kind of happening over the past couple of years. It's been going on, but, like, now it's really, like, yeah, now it's, it's, but it's still in the, the stages that we're not even, like, well, yeah, I, I want to see Wells Fargo, you know, get yeah, like a hip hop show, I'm like saying. that's like you know this and that. Like, like I think a lot of it is because a lot of a lot of the artists and producers themselves, everyone's starting to break that barrier. Everyone, we're all us younger generation. Like we are starting to be able to, we have that ability. We have the we have the, we don't know it's the internet, dude. Like back in the day, like the like the Des Moines artists that came before us, mm-hmm. like. You had to be like boots on the ground, yeah. like in different cities, handing out CDs, trying to sell your merch. Now we can just go online, spend fifteen bucks on an ad campaign, yeah. and some guy in Japan sees it ten minutes after we post it. Mm-hmm. it. Like, and now we have that advantage to us. And now since we're able to just, we're able to go so far so fast. 
we're we're starting to just we're starting to break that. Like I mean, what was I know yeah. UBT was UBT was going super hard for me. I I don't know if they still yeah. are. No, he's but gonna, I know sh- they're still doing crazy. Like, I think a listening party. Yeah, they got a MySpace yeah, yeah, coming out. Saying, yeah. Dude. Yeah. I have any? I have I have not kept up on anything local, bro. Just because just because I just automatically assume all those guys hate me for some reason. <laughs> I just like I just. I just, dude, I just don't even try anymore. Because I always feel like I'm that one guy, I'm that weird guy at the show that walks up and he's like, oh, tries to introduce myself. And they're like, who the fuck's this guy? So I'm like, I just, I just leave it be. I'm now in the different. complete opposite. Like, like, yeah, like I show like, up to a show and they're like, holy fuck. Like, like, what? He left the house. Like, everybody kind of knows me, even though they don't maybe directly know me. Yeah. Like, when I get introduced to people, they'll be like, oh, that's you? And I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's me. Well, I don't know what you were expecting. I'm just some... Because I'm in that same position, too, where it's like I'm kind of, you know, shy a little bit in, like, surroundings, and I'm super nerdy. So, like, I always say that me being a rap producer is hilarious. Like, <laughs> it's like if only you guys knew my everyday. You but know. I thought I was... Do- and that's where I, we, you and I connected is, like, we have, like, such a love for hip-hop, but then, like, we're out here collecting retro gaming or fucking yeah, watching anime and, like, and shit. It's if like... If only y'all knew... <laughs> <laughs> that I'm such a geek when it comes to just weird things. I'm like, yeah, like come check out my horror action yeah. figure collection and like, nah, dude, you want to play my, you know, NES? I got all the yeah. games. <laughs> like, let's play dude, Duck Hunt. <laughs> dude, that's what I was telling him when I picked him up. I was like, you are the only person I know that can never leave the house, but just be just stricken with just doing shit all the time. Like, you are always busy. It's like the quarantine never, was probably, you're yeah. like, man, I'm, I'm cool. Like, like, for real. Yeah. They were like, hey, dude, we gotta shut down work for like a month or two. I'm like, bet. <laughs> like, <laughs> How did that, did that help you guys, by the way? Like, get to, you know, with the quarantine, were you still like out working and shit? Or like, was it? I mean, I, dude, I mean, my day job, dude, I'm, I'm an essential guy, mm-hmm. so. Like, no, I'm a mechanic, bro, so yeah. I really just, I like, dude, the only thing that's really changed for me since the pandemic is I gotta like, Things close at different time. Like yeah. I gotta wear a face mask. When yeah. I play. Like, that's about it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. For me, dude, like nothing. Like I had that like change. gap off of work. Yeah. And then musically, it gave me more time to kind of focus in on. That's what because I, th- I feel like for a lot of people creatively, like it it gave them time to yeah, like really to either really try really new hone. shit or really hone in on crafts. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of what it did for me. Like I, I kind of really focused in on like marketing, is how I spent my time. Um. I mean, I, I could have worked on music. And I mean, I did. I put out some beats and stuff. But for the most part, I was like, how do I market mm-hmm. today? Because I, I found that I was using techniques and some of the things that, I, I, that were successful before. And the way that social media is always evolving and changing and Facebook and Instagram and everybody's always changing up the, uh, the algorithms yeah. and what makes you successful and what doesn't. And it's like before this worked perfectly and now this doesn't work anymore. I realized I was kind of living in the past. Mm. So I was like, I need to really study up on how to be successful marketing in 2020 going forward. Yeah. As well. Especially cause that's just dude. like, we're in a business where it's like, we can't look at, we can't even look at the present. Like we always, we just got to be, be five steps ahead. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. You really what do. We're doing now. Like, and that's what, and I think that was a big thing. That was also a big thing that ties back to the crate collective is because we're, what we're doing, like the beats we make, yeah, they sound different, but they're not exactly like you wouldn't like. You couldn't pull up a song from the '90s mm-hmm. and compare it to one of our beats and be all like, "Oh, like yeah, they'd be all like, no, this is still like I don't know." I, I feel like we've we we've gone forward by going backwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
if you feel like I don't know it's it's putting because like being able to like listen to like what you guys have done like and like even reading about like your guys' idea of like preserve preserving like the golden age of hip hop but then I think there's still the modern like part to it as oh, well definitely like yeah. it's not like you put on like one of your guys' beats and it's like just straight boom like you know not straight 90s I feel like a, today's artist could also mm-hmm. be over it as well and that's something for me I really strive for as well. Like, I'm like, I could I could do the boom bap stuff, but that's not authentic to what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to hear my idols and the guys in my era on my stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Like, as, as cool as it would be to be like, yeah, man, like, I could see uh, Wu-Tang jumping on this, yeah. or I could see such and such. For me, it would be better to be like, I got a Dreamville placement, or yeah. like... I placed a beat with Top Dog or CD. That's that's like, why I feel like that's why I feel like we work so well together because we just like because we just dropped a beat tape called Dirty Soul yeah. and it, like I was like it is the perfect mixture because he does all like the super like upbeat like soulful mm-hmm. and then like I mean it, it makes sense you know he like he he's a you're, as you heard yeah he Kanye yeah, yeah. Dude, so you have dude, the Kanye. soul and the same yeah. elements of it me like, <laughs> like one of my biggest idols dude is RZA so yeah. I'm fucking we're gonna cut off these highs <laughs> we're gonna boost this bass up and then we're gonna put the most repetitive <laughs> bass line on but here. it works see it's it like the, it's the yin yang the, the mesh between the two uh, that I think yeah and that's that's honestly how the name came to be too it was just like we were thinking like what are we gonna call this beat tape like, we'll and it was just like your beats are super dirty <laughs> and mine are more soulful so we'll just call it dirty, <laughs> dirty soul, soul and call it good and then i mean volume one i think people slept on it a little bit mm. i'm not gonna lie it there's some heat on there that i don't think it got the reception that it, it deserved shout out the song though yeah <laughs> shout out to him i'm we definitely got to give him a copy of ds2 yeah ds2 yeah <laughs> for sure the free copy right are you guys currently working on ds2 or it's supposed to be out march 1st i haven't started it yet he said that he's got his five done currently <laughs> So, so we're getting there. I mean, I'll it's, be turning mine in. How many days <laughs> we, do I we got? got? Some there's three. Uh, what twenty eight days in February? This so I got four days. Yeah, to have this. Oh, oh man, easy, easy yeah, money, dude. Man, I was just talking earlier. A beat a day is so tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, and then we got that. Uh, man, and then we got the stuff with GFG Records. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. that just came about just because I literally just threw an idea out there just for fun. I know, dude. They like I didn't expect them to be like so like into it. I was like I was like Ray West hit me up like every other day, bro. And I'm all like, yo, this is like I fuck with this guy. Yeah. Like he's fucking about it. <laughs> oh yeah, like, dude. They work. They like work, when it comes dude. to working in the on the music side, like as like artists mm-hmm. and like rappers, they are probably have the best work ethic out of everybody in town as far mm-hmm. as just getting material out. On the producer side. It's still EXO. It's still the top guy as far as volume of work. Even, I mean, shit, X has been doing it for, I don't want to put a date on how long he's been doing it. A long time. I was going to say, I was going to say, because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure GFG was like the first guys he recorded, if I remember, like, or like, or reading something. Oh, that's DJ. That's DJ X. Oh. Yeah, I'm talking, Eddie. Uh, XO, oh, XO one five two. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't mean to disrespect. No, you. no, 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 <laughs> dude. Like, it's was, it's easy to make. You got DJ yeah, X, and then yeah, you right. have XO. I call X, so yeah. it's like, but no, he he's been he's been doing it. I mean, both guys have been doing it for decades, honestly. Super long time. Super long time. But uh, XO, the producer, yeah, I mean, he's been that. He's always working. Mm. Like I'm like, damn, if I had his work ethic, I'd be set. 
it's like just when you see people like that, it motivates you to like go mm-hmm. and like do some more shit. And it's it does, and it's really because he thoroughly loves it. Like that yeah. is what he loves to do. He loves to make beats. It's it's crazy. It's finding that one thing. I think we we try to go after so many fucking different things. It's uh-huh. like when you really try to find that one thing and you love it. And like I love to see people because I can't do it. I'm like all over the place with a lot of shit. And like I get fulfilled that way. But there's some people that are like I do this and this, this is, is the one I thing do. Yes. It's a weird because sometimes you can take off in so many different ways. But then there's that one person that focused on it so much that they're like all the way over here because they spent. The, it's like the, the athlete mindset. It's like you work your fucking life for basketball, football, and uh-huh. shit. Like it's the same thing with like creative shit. Like I work on this one thing. Yeah, what is it? That Bruce Lee quote. He's like, I fear the man who practiced one punch uh, a thousand times yeah. versus the guy that pra- or practiced a thousand punches yeah. once or whatever. Yeah. It's I probably butchered the quote, but it's there. Though. But it's the, yeah, the, the basic <laughs> point of it is there. It's the moral. Yeah, 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 like I don't you know. Shout out to Bruce Lee. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, my bad on that. But. <laughs> you guys have been able to work with a lot of great people too, man. Like I saw you worked with, uh, uh Antoine as well and like, just different people. And are you like accepting of like bringing basically producers and artists together, like to work with them here or oh, yeah. while it's, still you know, doing totally the national forward, stuff? And, yeah, we, uh, yeah, I mean, we just kind of, for me, I just pay attention to who's really just working mm-hmm. and it's like, Hey, if you want to. If you're down, it's kind of like an invitation type thing. I just had somebody hit me up on Facebook. I think Gabe had sent him my way. Mm-hmm. He was in my inbox and he was like, I'm down with the collective. How do I join? And I was like, I don't know how to say. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this. So my bad, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. I left you on scene and I did not reply. That's a my bad. But it's not because I was any ill intent. I just didn't know what to say. But it's those moments. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's like, how do I tell somebody? Like, I don't even. I guess I should have inquired. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, you want to be in the collect? What do you do? Like, <laughs> they just want to be. Are you are, yeah. are you a rapper or are you a producer? No. Like, what do you? I guess that's a my bad for not following up. Wow, people but, just want to join, man. <laughs> it's just like I want to be yeah, in yeah. the collective. Well, it's like it's like we had it's like we had some homies with us, but. You know, they just had some life stuff happen, yeah. and we're totally, like, we're totally, you know, we get it, man, so we're just like... Life gonna, fucking happens. Yeah, man. I was like, like, we're, we're going to keep this train on our yeah. rolling, whenever you're able to hop back on yeah. board, let me know, as long as we're not too far down the station. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope that's when I get to where I hope to go, that's going to be the name of my book, Just Life Happens. Right? <laughs> life, life happens, dude. Oh, dude, this chapter would be fun, too. It was it like everybody good. got hit with like trials and tribulations, bro. Like all at the same. We oh were, yeah, we were like everyone's just like super hard, stupid hard. That was the YouTube then, thing. Like we were rolling, we were going, and then everybody hard, all at once is like, "I got this going on." Well, I have this going on. <laughs> okay, this just happened to me today. So it's like, oh. I live a pretty boring life, so I just kept making beats. I was letting everybody else. <laughs> he was just, just reading the. You're like, I'm chill. You're yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I literally was just reading the group He's chat messages. Group chat and like, just game. like, yeah, you man, hit the I, damn, that's wild, bro. Yeah, All right, yeah, you stay yeah, up, yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's really what it was. Yeah. It was like, damn, bro, that sucks, bro. Let me know when you're good, though. Like, yeah. if you need something, let me know, because I'm going to keep doing this, yeah. though. <laughs> but, like, it's like, I mean, I think the time and the break to do shit, like, or time to take some time off to, like, reevaluate, because working on shit so much like you lose that personal fucking side of like your mental or like fucking just whatever it is like that personal life sometimes gets put aside so 
it's important to like you know analyze and see like what you yeah. need to work on yourself because I think that helps your craft in the long run. Oh, yeah. absolutely. When when it when it starts for me, when it starts to feel like work, yeah, that's when I need to sit back and I need to take like a personal day mm-hmm. or I need to take like take a week and then just take some of the take some of like the stuff I got held back. Yeah. Like because I got this man taught me to have like have backup stuff because like we just said life happens and if you want to keep the ball rolling, you just. So sometimes I'll just take one of my stock beats and just like throw it up right. and just try it. So just so I can just, you know, still have content out there. Take like a day just like really. Yeah, dude. I take a day where I sit there and I play Fallout 4 for 12 hours straight <laughs> on my yeah. PlayStation, yeah. you know. Yeah, the uh, you just got to enjoy life as well. Like if you're one of those people that you're like, I'm a workaholic and this is mm-hmm. what I do. Like I work. And if that works for you, that's amazing. Yeah. But. For like the majority of people, it's not. No, that way. you gotta have hobbies. You too. gotta like, enjoy. You gotta have some fun shit that you yeah, can, like. Like, even though like making music is yeah know, a passion or you know any creative field that you're in, at the end of the day, there's it's still going to become a job. Mm-hmm. Like, there's gonna be times where you wake up and you're like, I really don't want to do this. Today. Yeah. <laughs> so like I always preach to to Gabe. I'm like, just have like on the days that you feel like I'm on it knock out four beats, five mm-hmm. beats. just do it yeah. so then when those days come around where you're like I'm not really feeling it today yes. you yep I already got stuff ready to go because it keeps up with the consistency and like we talked about earlier you know people they love seeing the regular content and knowing yeah. when to expect it and then when it doesn't come they start to question mm-hmm. so like if you have like a week off it's like oh he's done like yeah. he, he's he doesn't make beats anymore. Yeah, or I'm gonna start looking. So fast. Yeah, I'm gonna start it's looking so in other Elsewhere, places. Yeah. Yep, and it's just like, oh. Then when you come back, they're like, oh no, they fell off. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like I don't even want to give them the time. Yeah, because, bro, literally, yeah. it's like so when I'm posting snippets and I'm like advertising Dirt Nasty mm-hmm. and the Crate Collective, my inbox like it's always just like blowing up, dude. Yeah. Like if somebody messages me, like I have to see it within that hour, or I'm just not seeing it, bro. Just because so many people are hitting me up yeah. just about everything just working just doing yeah dude but if i drop off if i drop off social media for like three or four days like it's like it i wasn't even i wasn't even like who's yeah like who's that yeah it's tough because like for me like i do the same thing like between seasons i take like three weeks off and it's like the most nerve-wracking three weeks because some i need that break just gotta like reanalyze what i want to do for the next seat you know all that kind of stuff with the podcast or whatever and it's like you come back and it's either like, are people gonna fuck with this episode or this person, this first person, or like, it's yeah. uh, it's social media, man. It's good to take a break once in a while, like. Oh, especially to, in the climate that we live in today, yeah. where it's especially, like it's such a volatile like you, bro. You like you gotta have you gotta you gotta have some like grit in your soul, dude. To actually like, cause dude, people like the internet is fucking relentless, yeah. dude. Like. Oh, fuck. They're just, dude, taking, do just typing not away. Care, dude. Do not care at YouTube all. YouTube comments, they, they're, they're vicious. Like, they just, like, and I'm not even, like, super big, but I remember putting a video up and, like, someone was talking shit. I'm like, dude, I don't even have that many views. Like, you yeah. you found me yeah. just, to, here to, say just this. to say this. Like, I'm like, dude, man. Thank you. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate asked, it. Dude. That's my, like, if people are fucking talking shit, I'm like, hey, you're watching those, so I appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah, like, dude. I'd rather have people talking about how my beats suck than people not talking about it at all. Because they listen. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. that's the that's the thing like people are like if, if they're gonna talk shit about like whatever it is that you do like they at least took the time to like analyze and that's your opinion so like thank you for your opinion i guess but right it's like eat shit but thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had a uh a notorious big type beat that i had on youtube i uploaded it back in like 2013 yeah. it took off 
I don't even know why. Like, <laughs> randomly, like it's still my most viewed video on YouTube to this day. I think it it's sitting almost at a million views. Yeah. Just took off for no reason at all. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, cool. And every single comment was always super positive. Like, hey, can I get a download link? Hey, can I do this? And I always replied so graciously. For like four years, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just like the hate brigade came in and they were just like, oh, trash, Big would never get on this. And it was just comment after comment after comment. I'm like, dude, on four years with just praise. And then now, like, dude, if you had some shit to say, you should have said it right? four years like, ago. Like, where were you? Like, <laughs> four years, just a bunch of random dudes shitting on Just all of them, like, oh, thanks for your opinion. Thanks for your opinion. And then, like, finally somebody else came on there and they're like, this dude is super humble. And, like, he replies to everything, which I always made it an effort. Though. Yeah. Like, regardless, good, bad, whatever, uh, I'm going to say something to yeah. you. Yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, it got acknowledgement there where somebody was like, yeah, man, he's, like, super cool and humble and he gave everybody a download link that asked for it and, you know, all that. But, yeah, dude, the internet is just crazy. It's a crazy place. It's weird. It's like you want the interaction with the people and then it's like you want to be kind of, like, here too. But... I think it's important to interact with people as well. Oh, yeah. Learning how to handle negative situations is important because, like, you might find yourself in a situation, like, in the, I mean, in really any field in life, but Mm -hmm. in our field, you might be in a room with a music executive who might play your stuff and decide your music future in that particular moment. And he might cut it off. 10 seconds into it and be like, yeah, that was fucking stupid. Get out of my office. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's just like, you got to be ready to handle yeah, that like, situation. Right, cool. They weren't feeling it. On to the, On to the next. Yeah. Bro, yeah. that was, uh, who was it? Who was it that went through that? He, it was, man, it was a producer because I remember listening to it on the producer grind and he was talking about uh, how he got called to this room with like Kanye, Jay-Z and all of them and it was, he was just like lined up with a bunch of producers. Yeah. And they just started playing, like, beats and stuff, and Ye would be all like, nah. And that person would just have to, like, leave the room <laughs> until it was, like, the last person standing. And I'm all like, I had to think to myself, I was like, dude, can I mentally handle that? Or would I punch Kanye West in the mouth? Like, which which way does it go, dude? Like, Yeah. Oh. See, and that's the thing, too, is, like, with success, you have to be prepared to mm-hmm. handle. And that's what I really drive into people's, you know, heads. I try to use my Facebook as like a platform of information and positivity where I'm like trying to educate from my own personal experiences. And that's one thing that I've noticed is like if local guy really gets under your skin that bad with what they said that you were trash. Yeah. You're not ready for the industry. You're not ready for a million people Mm -hmm. to be on your Instagram saying you're, you're trash. You're mentally, you're not prepared for that if you can't get by yeah. five local haters how are you gonna handle five hundred thousand five million yeah. you know like execs saying your shit or music like people saying like you know yeah, people say people, crazy shit. your idols yeah. yeah the people who like control music trends and right. be like this is garbage yeah, like, you're like, going do, nowhere what do yeah. you do at that point like just keep going man i, I, I guess <laughs> dude i'm like fuck you, yeah, you just got it. I mean, realistically, like, it's devastating, but that separates the guys that get there from the ones that don't. Not to bring this, I mean, we should just call the episode Kanye West. But not to bring it back to Kanye, but the dude was a rapper. He wanted to be a rapper. Everybody told him he didn't have a future in rap. They're like, your beats are way better. Yeah. You're a producer. And he's like, no, I'm a rapper. I want to rap. And they're like, no, but we do love your beats. We'll give you a record deal because your beats are fine. Yeah. And then finally, through... 
negative circumstances that became positive of him getting in that car accident yeah. and then recording through the wire with his fucking mouth wired shut. <laughs> yeah. Rock finally. Man. Literally <laughs> through the wire. Yeah. yeah. Finally. Car accident. Rockefeller. <laughs> with, yeah, it took him almost dying <laughs> for Jay and Dame to be like, we'll give you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll give you a shot. And that's the reason that the album, like if you listen to everything that Rockefeller was doing at that time period and then you listen to the college dropout, yeah. the sound quality is completely different because they gave him like no budget at all. It was like, yeah, we're going to give you a trial run. You can do this album. We'll release it under our label and then go back to making beats. It's pretty much how they treat it. You get the one and that's Yeah, like here you go. We'll keep you happy (laughs) because we love your beats. You can do the one album and then you're done. Go back to making beats. And then it's like the album just blew up. Kanye West becomes a superstar. (laughs) And then they're like, yeah, we made the right decision. <laughs> it's yeah. like saying to people... <laughs> I always knew it. Right? Yeah, like, it's those moments where people are like... You know, people are going to say shit like that. They're going to say, you know, you're not going to be shit or like people this and that. And I don't know. I think of... <laughs> there's one example I think about a lot is like... I watched fucking Shark Tank. Like, yeah. I don't know if you ever seen Shark Tank before. Yeah. The guy who made Ring, which is now a multi-million dollar oh, company, got rejected Lord. on Shark Tank. And it's like, those are like just one perfect example. It was like, somebody's going to say no, but that doesn't mean that your idea or whatever you want to do doesn't mean that's going to take you to wherever you're trying to get to. Oh, for sure. On everything. I was like, that's that's why, that's why I try to, like, I try to explain stuff like that to like local, local, like upcoming rappers. It's just like, man, it's like, you just, sometimes like your, your crowd just isn't here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not your fault. That's not, that's nobody's fault. It's like, it's, it goes, it's, like, yeah, it's just the way it goes. I was all like. Bro, some people can just, some people are born into their crowds. They're already around their crowds or they built their crowd out just through, like, just associating through high school Mm -hmm. and continuing all, like, that's what I tell people, like, dude, if I still, if I made music from high school and then, like, kept it on to adulthood, like, Mm -hmm. I probably would have done, I probably would have went a lot bigger with rapping than I did, but now it's just, I try to tell people, like, just, you can find that group of people, like, you, you gotta find your fans, like, that's just, it's not something that's just given to you, especially coming out of, like, like we were talking about earlier, especially coming out of here, just because mm-hmm. it's so, it's so small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would, like, it's so, it's, like, la- it's almost late on stuff. Like, we were talking about, like, we're both very familiar with Houston, and we were talking about Houston and how it's a completely different world yeah. than Des Moines, dude. It just, it just, it just is. It's not a bad thing. Everything comes is. in this way, and we're, like, the, yeah, definitely the yeah. last Yeah, the Midwest definitely trails behind on a lot of things like a lot of the action is happening on the coast mm-hmm. whether it's the east or the west coast like that's where a lot of the moves are happening but i mean even like with des moines though i would say that as far as acquiring fans and building your following and getting that crowd one of the most important aspects of it would be authenticity mm-hmm. i think more than anything yeah. like i look at the guys here that do really really well for themselves and it's like they're very authentic in their approach, and they're very genuine mm-hmm. in their approach with how they do things. Um, not to name drop, because I don't want to like make other people feel oh, like they're he not. Said he he said he's dumb, but he didn't say me. He didn't say me. I'm never buying a beat from him again. <laughs> they're like, hating on me. But like, <laughs> I think that like Giuliano Doc yeah. is amazing at what he does. Yeah. I think that UVT collectively. And you know, fly life, all amazing at what they do. Like, as a as a whole unit, um, it's just like there's uh, Bewell in his camp, yeah. uh, the Deadstock crew, all so good at what they do, and it's because they're very genuine and they're very authentic in their approach. And um, the transparency between the guy that you see on social media and the person in real life 
It's the same. It's the yeah. same, and, yeah. and fans relate to that. They don't want to see, for the most part, they don't. They don't want. We live in such a uh, in a time where, like, before the fake it till you make it worked. Nowadays, and Des Moines small enough that like you yeah, can't really you can't, fake it till you make it, it because yeah, somebody yeah, knows you in real yeah, life. Yeah, like they're not like like you. It's like Gerald, bro. What's up? It's me. Like we went to the- yeah, like bro. Like what? What are you talking about, yeah. Bentley? Yeah. You, I know you. I've known you since elementary school, bro. Like, <laughs> you a car. Gave you my like, fucking chocolate milk, bro. Like, yeah, bro, like, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> my mom used to give you rice to school. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, you did. You weren't in the trenches. What are you talking <laughs> about? You grew up in Beaverdale. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, the authenticity, you have to have it. Yeah. Especially in a small market. Yeah. Because, like I said, people know you. And that was, like, for me, I think that's, like, one of the interesting things is, like, I I identified that early on where I'm like I can be the weird goofy white dude that makes beats in his bedroom <laughs> in his house because it, it, that's who I am. I mean I, I embrace it. Yeah. Like I don't have to I don't have to run and hide from it. Well, that night well, nowadays I enjoy like I enjoy just like personal weirdness, bro. Like when people are like when people are weird, but they're their own type of weird. Yeah. Because I feel like especially nowadays, just because there's like. There's that mainstream weird. Yeah, it's cool to be weird now. Yeah, like, and it's like, and that like killed it for me, you know? Because it's like, I've always like, dude, like, I loved anime growing up. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting made fun of. I remember some dude smacking my Pokemon tables off the fucking lunch desk yeah. when I was 16, but now he's 24. You know, going after all yeah. the cars and shit. Bro, Pokemon. Going, yeah, dude, bro. I don't even want to talk about Pokemon, dude. Bro, that shit gives me a headache now. Bro, dude, and people just... People fighting over boxes and shit. Couldn't sell it two years ago. Two years ago, Pokemon, bro, it would just sit in the And store. now everything. And now it's like, <laughs> like oh shit, dude, ETBs, I gotta have those elite trainer boxes. It's so crazy. You got Shining Fates and Hidden Fates, <laughs> I'm gonna mug you in the par- Target parking lot <laughs> yeah. for it. Like, but like I said, two years ago, dude, like you couldn't even... No. It would just sit there. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody cares. These card rippers, dude, they're crazy nowadays, though. Like, I think a lot of it was, like, sports cards. Yeah. And then people were like, well, I can't get sports cards. It's impossible. Yeah. So what's next? So what's next? What's cool? Oh, we grew up with Pokemon. We'll make this cool now. It's kind of like how they, like, made GameStop stock, Mm -hmm. like, you know, climb from... Sixteen dollars to mm-hmm. whatever it went up to like three hundred. That was cool. That was beautiful, dude. Watching a bunch of poor people yeah. just <laughs> fuck on billionaires. Was oh, dude, it was so cool. Like it was amazing. Well, it's like that's the shit that they do. It was like kind of like that was some true patriot shit. Right there, <laughs> yeah, but. it was just like uh, you, you kind of get what you deserve. Yeah. Type of deal. Like finally, karma came around and got all of you yeah. guys collectively, and it's not gonna stop. Like no. I mean, it's just like it's one gonna, of those things yeah. where. People have now, the average American has now realized the power that they have in some aspects, and they're definitely going to continue to oh, take advantage of sure. Now, I think that the, you know, the hedge funds and these you know, millionaires and billionaires are definitely yeah. aware of it now. They're going to see so, what's up now. Yeah, yeah. So they are definitely going to play the game. We have like Robin Hood who like shut it, like not letting you even buy shares and shit. Yeah, dude, like they got it's... me on that. <laughs> they did me dirty, dude. dude they're dude, they're doing everybody so dirty. Dude, I was on the dodgeball thing even early. The... Yeah, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, you can't trade crypto now," and or and then they were like, "You can't invest in crypto until the money that make uh, that you deposit actually lands in your account." Because they have the early investing mm-hmm. thing where it's like, "I deposited three hundred dollars, so I can use it right now, and you know, do what I got to do." Yeah. And then they're like, "You can't do that for crypto." Sorry, and I'm like, "Bro, y'all are." They just pick and choose and shit because they're worried about the bigger fucking... Like it's, yeah, dude. And then he tried to backpedal. What was that dude's... I can't think of his name. 
the CEO. Don't you yeah. think you could be like, all right, isn't uh, didn't they just like shut Robin Hood down now? Isn't it like it's just I think it's still up. It's still I think people really, are just not fucking with it because yeah, they're like, no, like, we're it good. Just like, disappeared. Well, dude, I was seeing like like I still get like the I still get like the acorns and the Bitcoin yeah. commercials. Yeah, I don't get the Robin Hoods anymore. No, it's only I'm acorn. Like, it's yeah, fucking uh, like, Ashton Kutcher saying like, yeah, uh, I did the, acorns and they were like you know because he's invested in it or whatever, but yeah, uh, he's. It's just I just weird. like how Bitcoin exploded too. You all have, of it. Yeah, it's like, like cool yeah, Mr. Musk is like, yo, Bitcoin's the future. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, it went from like 38K up to right. like 60. And that's like, I don't, I don't know how that's illegal though. Yeah. Like how do you, <laughs> like you're an influencer. Right? Like, so what's so to stop you from being yeah. like, hey, I put a billion dollars in Bitcoin. <laughs> and I'm going to put this like, tweet out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's going <laughs> to skyrocket. And then I'm going to dump my money or pull out. And you know, it's like, how is that illegal? Dude, I just want to know shit. how. I just want to know how is Bitcoin even a thing? I'm like, bro, you're telling me this is a random ass number sequence that gets spit <laughs> out and will never be spit out again. I was oh, literally just listening to uh, what's the new, you know, the Clubhouse app. Yeah, they had fucking Bobby Hundreds, Gary Vaynerchuk, and like a couple other people, and they were talking about like NFT and like digital art and like all that type of shit, and, like Bitcoin. It was they were it was so crazy. It was just literally last night, and they were talking about basically how digital currency is gonna like uh, take over from like what we are living in today or whatever. And I just think back to like when everyone was getting into Bitcoin, saying like that's just not gonna work. Like people are gonna get into that. And, yeah, right. yeah, I mean it's crazy to think that it started. Like I don't know the actual purpose of the beginning but i know what it was used for back in the day it was like some like dark web shit it's yeah. like you yeah. want to buy something i only deal in bitcoins yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you want this fucking rp you want this missile launcher <laughs> yeah that'll be 87 bitcoin yeah, yeah and it's like can you imagine being the person that had like you're like oh shit this cost back in the day when bitcoin was like a dollar right you're like this costs like 2,000 Bitcoin. I'm going to spend, I'm going to get like four grand of it just to be safe in case I need to buy another one. You forget about it. And then like, it's like 15 years later, you're like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, no, what was that? Like the, the hot dog vendor in New York. He had like, back when Bitcoin first came out, he was having people like buy, they could buy hot dogs and Bitcoin. So he just yeah. had like, I think he had like 40 Bitcoin or something. And then all of a sudden he like looks at his account and yep. he's a millionaire. And I'm like, that's it's just seeing that shit. For the, there's those futuristic people that see shit. Right. And it's like people that are like, think about the people who invested into Twitter, Uber, like all that type oh, of yeah, shit. It's like early. seeing shit way early and seeing oh, that to the dude, future. That, like, like there's shit like that now that we're like, we're not even thinking shit. about. And then that's going to be out there. That we gonna, Yeah. We're going to be like, I could have thought of that. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, I think about shit like, uh, even wireless headphones, like the, you know, how, uh, Samsung gears, like they've gotten to like the point of that. Mm-hmm. Like I used to think about shit like that. I was like, dude, what if they like didn't have wires and shit? And now it's like, that's you know, it looks like a fucking hearing aid pretty much. Like, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yes. Or what was it like? Uh, dude, Uber's always been a crazy thing to me. The biggest taxi service ever created. They don't own a vehicle. They don't own one vehicle. Like, wow. <laughs> You know what's crazy too is because like I legitimately heard my brother have the idea for Uber. Like this is like 15 years ago. He literally said the, the exact business model <laughs> for Uber and then we're all right like, we're like, like whatever. shut up. <laughs> like what are you talking about? And then all of a sudden it just happens. It's, well, I mean, it's crazy. I mean do you think about it? We grew up to don't ever get in a stranger's car to 
people years. send their kids now yeah, to school say, with like, like you know ubers and shit like yeah, that's, that's yeah. what i'm saying 20 years later it's like let me hail this stranger on yeah. my phone in five seconds like, shit in the future they're all gonna be teslas they're gonna be yeah. just no person driving it's like get in and go bro we have to buy teslas by the way y'all yeah. i figured out this dope little thing that teslas do so when tesla first came out or like when electric cars first came out uh there was a lot of people that getting in front of them getting hit by them because they can't hear them so the U.S. government has mandated that Teslas now have to have pedestrian sounds, but they never mandated what that sound had to be. <laughs> so you can put it in. You can make, dude, I was, dude, I spent like a half hour at work, bro, just listening to the different horns that people have put, like, so I heard him talk about it on the radio this morning, I was like, no, this can't be right, dude. And that'd like, be so sick, just have some random, like, sound that never, I don't know what I Dude, it's it's ludicrous's move, bitch, bro. It's, move. it's all yeah, it's move, bitch. <laughs> like just every time yeah, you hit your tough. horn, bro, just. Now I'm trying to think wild. of what sound I would put for this. Dude, that's what I'm saying. That's that's interesting. Or I'd have to put like little Jones, like yeah, yeah, like just <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Or DJ Khaled's another one. That would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, I'm going old school. Reggae, that like Jamaican foghorn thing that all the dance tracks have. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what I'm running with. <laughs> Tesla that Blue. dance hall shit or whatever it is. <laughs> oh man. That's oh. the future, man, right there. I love Elon Musk more and more every day. Like, <laughs> everything he does, I mean, to back in Kanye for a bit for president, to the fucking Batmobile of the fucking Cybertruck, like, is. Cybertruck, dude. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do those. Are I don't care. Anybody says, oh, I'm a big a Dark Knight fan. When I saw that, I was like, dude, that's, <laughs> that's that is. Sick, there's dude. no way he didn't get the idea from that from fucking yes. the Dark Knight trilogy. Like, dude, yes. <laughs> now if he would have had Christian Bale, that's what should have had. <laughs> Reveal it. It would have been money. Cybertruck, like <laughs> it's fact. I'm, I'm saying yeah. marketing departments. Yeah, it is. I'm full of right. Ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of them all. We were just uh, going past that uh, price chopper earlier. Yeah. I was like, why don't they have Arnold do, like, get in the chopper? I was like, dude, who is running their market? Failure. <laughs> dude, I always thought those were weird, dude. Because, like, when I lived in Kansas City, like, the price choppers were super fancy. They had, like... Not here. Yeah, no, bro. They were, like, the high bees where they had, like, the they had like the buffet lines. Yeah. And they go up and, yeah. like, get your dinners, dude. Yeah, not here. It's no, just, here, like... It's, it's very different. It's like, dude, what's the, the grocery store in Houston? What are they? I can't think what they're called. Like fiesta. Yeah, fiesta. Fiestas. That's my shit. Dude, <laughs> I miss fiestas so dude, much. Fiestas dude, fiestas are so fire. Dude, just a wall of three liter cokes. <laughs> I miss that dude, so fiestas much, are dude. legit. So legit. See, I, I've only been to I've been to a uh, what's it called? Win Dixie. Like you know, like the it was after the book or whatever. But we went to the grocery store finally, whatever. And like, it's, yes. There's definitely different ones. There's uh. Try to think some other ones. I don't know. Ivy will always be fucking like the Midwest staple for. Oh yeah, I miss Bucky's, dude. Bucky's, dude. dude that Bucky's jerky so is nice, so fire. Dude. dude, I always used to get the Bucky Nuggets, bro. I just you get a big bag of just Bucky Nuggets for three bucks. And everyone's dude. been going crazy too about all the uh, the fast food joints we've been getting. Dude, I'm gonna make an advertisement nothing. for like Whataburger. No, what a burger. We need to we Please. need to we need to pull our money together. We need to open up a jack in the box. Bro, here, bro, no, I'm going Shake Shack. I got like I want a Shake Shack here really bad. Bro. I'm not gonna lie, but What a burger though. I mean, what but a... now it's steak and shake here and I wanted a steak and shake for the longest time and I can't even get the fucking steak and shake because there's like a two hour line for it. Speaking of the jack in the box, that's a good idea. 
Because I'm a big, Jack. big Lakers fan, and if they I score over Jack 109 points too. and win a home game, I get free. Would that count they... here? Though? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, right? do y'all do that yeah. in Des Moines? <laughs> yeah, he said we open up. We open up our own Jack the Box franchise just so, we can <laughs> so you can. Get so I can take advantage of this damn home game promotion. I got to. Damn. I've been hearing him yes. say that every home game for the last 10 years. I'm like, dude, yes. I don't live in L.A. So I just want this fucking promotion. So why'd you open up the jacket? I really just wanted the promotion. I, I just wanted the promotion, dude. It'll pay itself off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was all worth it. He said, but you're like $100,000 to daddy. That's fine. No, but I got the promotion. <laughs> but the promotion is, that's the key. And... Everybody else gets the promotion, too. So. Right. He said all of you get Speaking it. of Lakers and home games, them. though, dude, Davis, please come back. Dude, uh, <laughs> we haven't talked Lakers in a bit, man. I was I was really thinking that Jazz matchup. I mean, I know Davis isn't there, but I I think, I hope the Lakers can get out and, like, face the Nets in the finals. That'd be a perfect situation. But the Jazz team looks so just well-balanced. They're and a very good defense, team. their defense, they're shooting well. Like, mm-hmm. it's They're it's a very good team, and... As far as the West goes, it's really up in the air. The Lakers, even with Davis, didn't prove they Uh, were... So many comebacks and OT wins uh and stuff. They weren't very dominant. The thing that gets me with them is last year, it looked like they were having a lot of fun when they were playing. This year, it doesn't really look like they're having fun. I don't think they wanted to play. Yeah. I mean, a lot of players didn't want to play because they rushed him back so quick. But yeah. LeBron was so vocal about not wanting to play that yeah. he's obviously going to still try. But it's just... Yeah. Him not wanting to play in a year is him being an MVP from... Yeah, I, can't I know, he's right? like, <laughs> he's, Dude, he's ridiculous. But Deserved that MVP last year. I'm still pissed about it. LeBron deserves the MVP <laughs> every year. There's a lot of players like that, though. Like, that one player that deserved it, and they just Kobe. won. Yeah, Kobe deserved a lot, too. They gave it to Steve Nash. <laughs> fucking... Twice. <laughs> Snubbed him twice. Like, Kobe averaged over, like, 30 a game. I think it's... I have a theory about it. I think it's just because fucking Nelly Furtado and the NBA were working together. She's like, yo, I have this track. I got to mention Steve Nash in it. I got That's the reason why <laughs> Steve Nash won the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. Nash is a great player. Yeah. He's like, I mean, but... I don't know if he... I mean, he yeah. And the I, numbers he's putting up. And the year. numbers, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like eight. Number yeah. eight. Yeah. This is like, I'm going to drop... At any given point, there might be a little graphic on the bottom of the right. screen that'll say Kobe, 64 points, rest of team, five. <laughs> like, I, that's one of my favorite graphics ever, though. It was against the Dallas Mavericks. I still remember it. Where it's like, Kobe, 64 points, Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. As a whole team, 63. Yeah. He outscored the he entire outscored Mavericks the team by himself <laughs> through three quarters. And it's like, oh my goodness. Dude. That's, dude, that's... Those, those teams and it's uh no i mean i was happy for the lakers last year because of kobe but now i'm yeah. back to you know, it's back to like no now, now it's back to fuck the lakers yeah but, it's like burning hell like yeah. <laughs> but the bulls man i've been pro- i've been literally pushing this shit for like probably been saying 2025 for yo, august i dude i know give me on espn because like yo, it's ESPN. when that ha- no like 2015 i've been pushing this shit like <laughs> I want them to see this shit. I want this recording to see that, like, 2025. It's at Billy Donovan. We're the eighth seed right now. It's slowly, you know. It's, he said it's going. The craziest thing is with the Bulls is they really were so close to being there. Yeah. With, like, Derrick Rose. Yeah. Like, they were there. He doesn't tear his ACL. I think we win a championship. Yeah, like, they're there. I, yeah. I strongly believe that. For sure. And honestly, a lot of that comes down to, and I know a lot of Bulls fans, they feel kind of indifferent about the situation. A lot of them will be like, no, Thibs is a great coach. I really think that Thibs 
ran Derrick Rose into the ground. He played he way just, too much minutes. I mean, the game itself where he tore the ACL was really just a perfect example of uh, that. We're up by 13, I think. At that yeah, point. it's and like, then, get off the game. <laughs> give the fuck back in there. And then, like, I mean, I know, like, those kind of moments, it's pretty much bound to happen, at least from what I've read about with, like, ACL tears and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, all the work that we pushed him to do throughout the year oh, led for to sure. that moment. And it's like, yeah, I mean, same thing with, like, Kobe with the uh, the Achilles. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, D'Antoni had him just playing crazy minutes. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you know, you're our only chance to win. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, Kobe was a competitor. He was going to play if he could play. Yeah. And he was going to get to the playoffs if he could get to the playoffs. Like So, a lot of it might have been his own doing. But as a coach, yeah. like Phil Jackson would have been like, no, dude, you're sitting. Like, Look I'll, at Popovich. Look yeah. what he's done throughout his teams and the reason why they had such longevity as a team, as a whole. And that's why, yeah, Tibbs in New York is, like, good for fucking Tibbs, I guess. Like, ever since he left, I mean, even at the Bulls. And the only person, I swear, that ever really liked him was, like, either Joe Kim Noah, maybe... And then Butler. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and that's, that's the only two I've ever heard. Like, like that's because Butler, they're the same type of like. Yeah. That's his play. Yeah. Like Butler's like that. Like yeah. We're gonna. That's why he didn't work out. in Minnesota. Yeah, too many young players. And, yeah. Uh, they he's were... just like I can't handle these new school, <laughs> these young kids. They don't want to work hard, and it's like I mean that was like his type of player, and I yeah. feel like that's why Butler's having success or had success. They're not really that great this year. Oh. I knew they wouldn't be, but. Yeah. It was a one-time thing. It, it was, was nice. It, was it, nice it worked for him because <laughs> it was a one-time thing. It, the bubble, it, it all came together for him. Um, I'm but, just happy, man, basketball overall, that there really hasn't been a break, and it's been pretty nice as, as a basketball fan to be able to literally just have close to a year of basketball pretty much. Yeah, no, it's been great. And honestly, like as far as the players go, where it's like, yeah, we wanted a break and stuff, it's like, I mean, I get it. You know, you guys are athletes that perform at a very high level. Yeah. So I'm not one of those guys that's like, shut up and no, play. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's shut also, <laughs> yeah, you just dribble. Shut up. You don't get an opinion. Like, I'm not one of those dudes. Like, some people are crazy when it comes to that shit. Yeah. But it's like, you do play a game that you, you know, you're very blessed to play. And I'm not saying you didn't put in a lot of work to no. get to that point. You worked your ass off to get to that point. But, one season until things get back to normal and trying times, yeah. you'll manage. You'll get through. Because you're going to get through it, and then we're going to be back on schedule. And back you're on schedule. You're going to get your offseason yeah. and everything. And you'll get a full offseason. It, it definitely hurts guys like LeBron and mm-hmm. the older players where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I require the offseason because my body isn't what it once was. But, shit, I mean, you're for him, it's like you're a first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah, like, you're, like no matter what you're in. Do you feel, do you still think Mike's the GOAT? Mike's the GOAT. Uh, Mike is the GOAT for now. Does LeBron have to win one more? Or what's what's your thing that puts LeBron? If over? LeBron beats the Nets in the finals. With the full stacked, everyone's with healthy. With everyone's healthy, everyone's running. Davis is playing as well. But if he beats the Nets, which is, you know, I mean, you three of the top yeah. 15 players in the league right now. Yeah. You can say two of the top 10 yeah. easily. Maybe even top five. Um, I, I think that that might be enough to push him over the top. I know a lot of people are going to argue, and they're going to go, Mike, 6-0. and People go the win-loss so much. Exactly. Yeah, they'll obviously. go 6-0 and in the finals. Never was in a Game 7 in the finals. Like, they'll go through the entire list of, you know, why Mike is the GOAT. And for every argument that they make, there is a counter to it, though, on the other side yeah. of why LeBron is better. So, it, it's tough. I think that, honestly, though, when you get to that point, it's there's really no clear deciding winner. There's just two different time periods of basketball. Yeah. It's like Michael Jordan in today's game without the hand-checking and things that these guys have today where it's like you have to play defense mm-hmm. like, like this. this. <laughs> Michael Jordan would probably average 60 points a game. Yeah. But in the flip side, 
is there anybody athletically inclined enough to handle somebody like LeBron James in the 80s and 90s? No. Because even if you're physical with him, it's still he's just, not... He's, yeah. he's just as physical. Yeah. And that's one of the things that always... He's a huge dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's one of the things that... position, he's just like... Fucking massive. Yeah. And that's what always like bothers me when they like guys talk about and it's a lot of it's the older guys that they grew up watching nineties basketball, yeah. so they're you know, that's their game and those are those they idolize those guys. So yeah. they get a real emotional talking it's about so real. it. They're like, Man, that's my dude, like no, you ain't gonna talk about him like Especially that. when the last dance came out and like so many like Oh, they're yeah. they came out the woodwork. There's people I remember seeing some of like this friends with like a lot of people uh like man, uh, one person, uh Chris Thomas, man, shout out to Chris. He, uh, he's big in the sneaker community and stuff, but, like, he'd wear, like, bring out different Jordans and, like, jer- like all that stuff. And it's, it's funny seeing that because it's like, man, yeah, like, Mike was definitely, like, it brought a, a realization probably to people that didn't get to, see, you know, see him play or, like, mm-hmm. see him full. Like, and so, n- you know, now looking at LeBron and his career is, like, he never left. And, you know, you're going to have some losses in the fucking finals if you play and consecutively make the finals. Percentage. The, exactly. The, the amount of times that he's made the finals... And then Michael never played a team, and I'm not gonna say that the Jazz they weren't a good team. Carl Malone, John Stockton, like they, I mean, those are both you know first ballot Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. some of the greatest guys that ever played the game. I mean, Carl Malone is number two on yeah. the all time scoring list, yeah. and then John Stockton I believe is number one on the assist list. Mm-hmm. So it's like I mean, these are guys. That's a guy that can dime the hell out of a basketball. Yeah. That's a guy that can score <laughs> the hell out of a basketball. So and I mean, Stockton was a great defender too. I mean, that guy was tenacious, yeah. you know, checking guards and stuff. So, I'm not going to say that the Jazz weren't good. I'm not going to say that Portland wasn't good. You know, I'm, the whole list. The Lakers, when they beat the Lakers, I mean, that was kind of the end of the Showtime era. Yeah. So, it's like, you beat Magic Johnson, but yeah. it, was, it wasn't Magic Johnson. Um, but none of those teams are the Golden State Warriors. No. Like, there has never been a team, in my opinion, outside of the 2000s Lakers, yeah. that could run with that Warriors team. It was... Watching them play, and then the craziest part, like yeah, did they almost lose to OKC in the the West? But what you saw with Golden State is something you've never seen before. No, and even beating the record and all that type of shit, it was just the team itself and who they had and Curry and you know Curry, you have Clay, and I mean those two alone. That's a solid team. That's you know just just them, and then like once you after the that year, the first year that Cleveland lost, and then uh, they come back, they run it back. And then Cleveland's like, yeah, you know, I'll sneak in a game seven. Like, that's huge for LeBron's legacy mm-hmm. to get that win um, in the finals against them. But then they add Kevin Durant, and it's like, no, I don't – Michael Jordan, those that Bulls team wouldn't have beat them. No. Matchup-wise, again, I guess it goes by era. Yeah. But it would be a lot closer than what people think. Because, I mean, yeah, Jordan's going to get his points. Golden State doesn't have anybody that can guard Jordan. No. But, but what about everybody else? But, yeah, it's yeah. who – I mean, is – and it's always the... It's BJ Armstrong yeah. and guard uh, Steph. Jordan's going to take away Clay. Yeah. But is is Pip going to be able to handle Kevin Durant? Exactly, in the length. Like you... Dennis Rodman is going to play Durant? Like, who? I mean, who's on Durant? So it, it's... Green versus Rodman would be a Would be fun. That That's would be a, a double fun. technical game. They're yeah. both getting thrown out the game. <laughs> Every game. Every game. That would be so good. Yeah, they're getting bounced. 
And because, yeah, Green can't keep, yeah. No. Even now, it's like, watching him play, it's just like, but I think he just gets text just to get fucking text now. At like, this point, yo, he, it's part of his, like, his legacy. Yeah. He's, the he's trying to go for, like, the most, <laughs> he's, he's trying to go for most technicals in a career. <laughs> he said, I'm getting in the Hall of Fame one yeah. way. <laughs> right. one he's like, Curry will have the most three-pointers made in a career, I'll have the most technicals. Right. <laughs> and, no, uh, it's, it's been fun to just watch, man, in basketball, and I'm, uh, I'm just looking forward to the season because I want the Nets to get there. I think they will. The problem is, is there's the, no defense with them. So it's the like, issue with the Nets, D'Antoni, it's pretty much a D'Antoni team. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They have Steve Nash as a head coach who comes from the D'Antoni system, and then D'Antoni's <laughs> an assistant, assistant coach. So there will be. Trust me, they'll score 140 oh, points a game. Yeah. But as we've seen with the, uh, can we see? Yeah, can we stop the other? But yeah, yeah. 150. <laughs> exactly. I mean, shit. They had Washington that game that they yeah. played against, uh, which. I hope the Nets lose forever now because I was on DraftKings and I put money down on that game. <laughs> Yo, I got a fucking three-pick parlay tonight for fucking, uh, who do I have? I have the Nets beating the Magic, the Clippers beating the Grizzlies. You should. And should. what's the last one? I think I have, uh, what is it? There's always the one, too. It's like the curveball. Yeah. You're like, this is a lock. And then they like blow it. And you're like, no, you were the one I was solid on. Six years over Mavs. That's yes. so, so I Sixers are at home, but three pick parlay. I think I put like twenty in into it, so I think my payout is like one hundred fifty or something. Yeah. So I'm like, dude. I mean, that's a pretty like, that's, that's a solid. I'm hoping. I mean, but and those are all games that I mean, realistically, if I was to bet, the only one that would be like meh would be the Philly. Match. Yeah, it's the only one I'd be like, I don't know which way this game. Yeah, because Philly, they're good. But I'm not sold on them. No, and they can lose on any like any game. the other two again. You know, Grizzlies versus uh, Clippers, and then like Brooklyn versus the Magic. I mean, it's Magic like, could win, but yeah, it's like, dude, if the Nets, they really got to get something going too. Yeah. Like they can't drop the games that they're supposed to win no. because it would be a very very bad matchup for them if they fall too far down yeah. and then they get matched up and. A weird bracket situation where yeah, it's like, like all two, of a sudden, two seven against those Bulls. It's gonna, you know, it's he, the Bulls might yeah. come for him. Zach Watch Levine's out. an all star. Hey, give so, the man his roses. I'm just saying, you know, Zach Levine is a he's a hell of a ball player. I like that he's evolved his game. Yeah. He went from being just like a high flyer to like I can actually play basketball. I it's funny. I hated like the original like when we signed him. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just didn't get it. I, yeah. and I was like, I don't think it's gonna work. And now I'm like, hey, like it's, it's You're working. Like, Why did we get the guy? Yeah, <laughs> that put the ball through his legs from the free throw line <laughs> when we had Mike who did it first. Right? Like, are we just is, was that what sold this organization? Yeah. No, it's happening, man. But uh, <laughs> I could talk basketball for hours. Uh, but getting back to you guys, man. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting back to you guys, um, what's really what's really kind of you know up next for you guys, man? What are you working on? You're working on uh, Dirty Soul Two, like Dirty Soul Two. That's dropping. That. It would be it'll be dropped by the time that this would be out. So yeah. So if it's not, I failed. I'm <laughs> He's ready to go. So if it's not, if there's a sudden like oh we're delaying it for undisclosed reasons, you guys know. Uh, but Dirty Soul Two. Uh, Gabe said he wanted me to help do an uh, impromptu DJ set somewhere in Omaha or something like that. I told him no. Let's do it, dude. But he said he might want to do it, and I was like, he said it's fun time. This dude's the biggest <laughs> dude. It's the biggest DJ set I've ever been offered. I don't even know how to DJ. Like <laughs> he literally word for word, he said in the car ride over here was, 
if I go down, I want you going down with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said to me. He's like, you're coming down with me. Yes. He'll be at the set and you're me. just over off the side. I'm like, just like, hey. And it goes to shit and you're like. Oh, <laughs> dog, dude, we have it planned out, dude. We were going we to get a set of turntables and we were just going to make it so it lit up. And then we're going to have the headphones on. We're not connected to anything. <laughs> we're just going to press play on the computer and then pretend like we're doing yeah. shit. It's going to be like... Uh, Fake it till you make it, man. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. So big things, DJ said. You got D- that yeah, coming we got, a, we got a DJ, DJ set, set that we might bomb. And, uh, <laughs> no, like that's the, the great thing with like the collective is as much as I would love to say that we had plans, we kind of just do. It's just kind of like everything just kind of happens. Like Dirty Soul 1 really just happened because I was like, hey, like we should do something for our launch to tie to it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what should we, I was like, let's just do a collaboration tape. He's like, just contribute five beats. I'll do five beats and we'll call it good. Like it wasn't even like a collaborative effort where it's like we sat down together yeah. and like, here's your five and here's my five. Yeah. It was like, right. you got five done, I got five done. Just send it we'll in. just put it together and we'll put yeah. it on beat stars and we'll call it a, we'll call it a project. <laughs> yes. So, and beautiful. I, I think that's like the beautiful thing about like Crate Collective is it doesn't have to be like this really super thought out. It's just like thing. organic shit. Everything just yeah, it just happens. Because like I found with myself, um, and I, I see with a lot of other people, if you get stuck so much in like the planning process, mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't ever actually leave that process. Yeah. Like you're just stuck you just, in like the I'm gonna do this and it's gonna lead into this and then I'm gonna do this and you're so stuck just mapping everything out that you actually forget to execute yeah. everything that you mapped <laughs> you out. You have like a beautiful yeah. map, but there's nothing like there's, to show for it. Yeah, you're time. like, man, I had great ideas, but my follow-up was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right. So for us, it's like we we just kind of just go with it. Here's a, here's a vague description of what we want to go and do. Mm-hmm. So let's just do... Yeah, <laughs> like most of, our, most of our ideas are literally just like thought of in the moment. It'll be one way or the other. Like I'll just send him a message and go, mm-hmm. okay, let's do this, release it on this day. And he's like, okay, yeah, cool. And, or vice versa, where he'll be like, hey, we should do this, this, and this. And I'm like, all right, well, let's work to make it happen. And like, that's, Dude. that's the, the whole concept of it right yeah, there. Definitely. Just trying to just, I don't know, just working as, working as like a unit together. That's what I really enjoy yeah. is just actually being able to like work with somebody that also is very open to other suggestions and not like, this is a this is a my show yeah. sort of deal. It's just that it's yeah, that. it's like I mean because it was like we're like we're both fucking winging it for the most part. Yeah. So it's all like, what are we gonna do? Like I feel like Heath Ledger and the like yeah. and, and uh, Joker. And he's like, do I look like a guy with a plan? <laughs> it's like people would be really surprised to realize that I literally just act on the impulse ninety percent of the time, That's like good. intuition. Where it's just like yeah. I think this is the right move. If I plan it, if for me, if I plan it out, it goes terrible yep. every time. Well, and that's the thing is like <laughs> you can plan something, but you're when you're dealing with so many variables, yep. your plan really means nothing. Like because it can turn so many. One little thing can turn your shit into so many different mm-hmm. things, so many different turns so in the roads that you go on. So. And I just think of like all the stories. Like I'm really big in the following musicians and their mm-hmm. stories and everything. And I think it was. Uh, I can't remember the producer's name who did the I Love College record for uh, Asher Rock. Oh, yeah. But uh, he, like, literally, I was watching the, a podcast interview where he was like, um, he's like, you know, I was talking to my dad, and I was like, Dad, like, I'm, I'm going to have to come home, like, from college. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't afford to stay here. I thought that this was going to take off, and we were going to do all this stuff. 
and I thought this label was going to work and it's not working. I'm almost out of money. Like I can't even make it through the week. Like I'm going to lose my apartment. I'm going to yeah. lose everything. And then he said the very next day, like his dad was like, oh yeah, you know, you can come back home and we'll get everything sorted out with finances and all that. Don't worry about it. You'll get through it. It's just a bump in the road. And then the very next day, Asher turned in I Love College to him and then uh, just, just everything just blew up. And it's just like, light, you can plan whatever you want, but eventually like, if life also doesn't have it planned for you, yeah. it might not happen the way you want no. it to, but mm-hmm. it might still happen. You got to work, but then you also got to like enjoy the ride. That yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, if sure. you, uh, if, yeah, if you just enjoy what's going on, then it, at the end of the day, like your failures will help you prepare for success as cliche yeah. as it sounds. But it's true. It almost sounds like one of those like little like third grade, fourth grade things. The little poster where it's like if, the you, if, you, shoot for, if you shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. <laughs> or whatever, like, say, was that was like, kind of, it was on that level, but it's true. Yeah. Like you know, it, Dude, that's what I think about. Like mine is the from a fucking Mike Myers movie, The Love Guru. He said, love guru. "Failure doesn't exist, only early attempts at success." And I was yeah. all like, and "I don't know why that stuck with me." Like since You're I was watching Love Guru, yeah, like, fuck yeah, yeah like. But I was like, fuck yeah, that has just stuck with me forever. You're like, this was not meant to impact somebody's life. Yeah, when you go like 10 years in the future and they're like, we're all star for you, and you're like, fuck it, love guru, man. Like, I, know, Mike dude, Myers. Dude, I already know they'll be like, well, yeah, just Mike Myers said this line, and it's just like, there's some movies that like are some good quotable shit that you like, you take some stuff with it, like, oh, yeah. Super random, like romantic comedy that like is a good fucking movie is Hitch with Will Smith. Yep, quotable as fuck. Like if you listen to the quotes in it, like just, you could just be able to, like say shit, whatever. Like with it, it's like there's moments like that. I think television and music are just so impactful. And uh, yes, man, it's it's dope to see man what you guys are about to be working on and what you guys got you know coming up and everything. Uh, kind of wrap things up because this is a long podcast man we made it this is we're, we're going i love oh, the conversation dude, could, dude. we can keep it going shit i'm saying dude i <laughs> when i leave the house i don't stop talking i could go for hours we're old men, it's like right? it's, old we should start a social <laughs> interaction like yes yeah. <laughs> you gotta start a podcast where it's like out of the house with jordan where you for just real, go just and leave one place Dude, really, set up shop in the middle of like a high V or something. Dude, right. I really, dude, That's I really good. think we need to hit downtown, and we really just need to like walk up to people with a fucking boombox and like dirty soul in it, and just like have a microphone, just, like rap, <laughs> like cipher now. Yeah, That's dude, it. not even say anything, no. dude, just rap. Some like seven year old grandma just spits the fucking cleanest bars you've ever heard. Like, dude, that's the shit that I want, dude. Just <laughs> the, like, I want to find the guy that is all like, man, this guy ain't gonna spit nothing. And he spits the hottest shit in this microphone. You're just he just like, drops some dope shit. And then, like. And then we smash the boombox. Yeah, yeah we're like, oh one. my god. Just, <laughs> just break, it. break it. I don't know if we can do that now because the cassette boom box are like super hard to find. So. I would feel. Gotcha. He's <laughs> like, smack, yeah. you can smash it. You can smash it. You can smash the one. For the cause. For the culture. It's for boom box. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put a bunch of Rise Again stickers on yeah, it. Yeah, this is right. We yeah, just sticker bomb it. Yeah, just You guys can do it. it. We're preserving culture by destroying <laughs> culture. <laughs> <laughs> he said that we'll just we'll put it back together with yeah. the stickers. Yeah. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Dude, you know, traveling, yeah, I'm, dude, I'd be down. 
And we'll have the mic not even plugged into anything. Either. Dude, it's yeah. what I'm It's like we have the boom box yeah. where they think it's plugged in, but it's really not. <laughs> like, it's just like the cord's just dangling there. It's just like... <laughs> it's duct taped to the bottom of the boom box. Yeah, we're like, dude, you're live, dude. You're recording. <laughs> It's like some Eric Andre shit. Like, if I could go up to, I saw oh one where Lord. he did a prank where he ran up to people who were coming out the grocery store with a bunch of like news reporters. Like, what do you think about your, the allegations? Like, what do you think about this shit? And then <laughs> people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I like that type of shit. Like, I want to, yeah, try to do some of that. Oh, but, man. Dude, yeah. I would, like, the thing is, though, is like those guys, I think they have a, like a good enough personality where they would get away with it. For me, <laughs> I feel like somebody would just punch me. Or just be like, dude, get the hell out of my face. <laughs> and I'd be like, what do you think about. <laughs> like, oh, then he'll be dragging me away. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're done. <laughs> All right, cut, cut. He's a, he's a it's, prank, it's, prank. Like, it's a prank, bro. <laughs> I love those videos on YouTube. Right. They're so terribly scripted. Like, right. You know they're all fake, but you still can't help but watch them. Like, they're like, it's a prank, man. Have you seen it? My favorite's the gold oh. digger ones because you know it's like just like acting oh, yeah. shit. And it's like, oh, I wouldn't date you or whatever. And then he pulls up in some fucking like, like random way. It's like, what about now? It's just like, yeah. She's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's not how that. I mean, Jesus. probably somewhere that's how it works, but. You caught 40 instances right? of that <laughs> in a day? Where do you live? <laughs> yes, man. I missed the I, I missed the primetime videos. You guys remember that a couple years ago? The guy that was, like, going around. He was, like, he was the, the big linebacker dude. He'd have, he'd have oh. his football gear on. People would pay him yeah. to, like, if someone did him wrong, they'd pay him to just tackle him. <laughs> he'd be like, you laid on your... You, you lay on your child support? You say, who are you? You just talking about like, this. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. Just shit. imagine Content, that, bro. Man. That's good. Oh. <laughs> and there's the, what is it? The the 1-800, what's, what's, fuck was it? 1-800, what's happening? That guy. That yeah. Was great, that was a great commercial. My I just favorite. like the, uh, the, I'm Tyrone. I was, got, bro, I was literally just going to say that. That dude, and he got shot, yeah. dude. He got shot. shot? Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, actually, actually, I'm Tyrone, and oh, I'm here to try, fight. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, oh, no, I thought he got, I thought he got knocked out by that little dude, bro, because I remember he was all like, I'm here to fuck somebody's wife, and the guy stood up super <laughs> fast, and he was like, whose wife you fucking, not mine. <laughs> I swear like, to God, I might Dexter, be wrong, bro. Dude, I got to fact check this. Right. I can't <laughs> let no fake stuff go out on this podcast. I swear to God, that dude got shot, though. Man, y'all remember when Kimbo Slice punched that dude's eye out? Dude. <laughs> dude, I remember dude, I remember hearing that and going to school the next day. That's all everybody <laughs> was talking about. Dude, Kimbo was such a to the to go from street fighting to fucking UFC, even though like his ground game he tapped at. I remember I was so hyped to watch his like uh first professional MMA fight. It was on CBS. And I'm like, yo, Kimbo's gonna fucking wreck this dude, everything. He made him tap out in like a minute. <laughs> like, bro, where the fuck is this ground game? Like, he yes. literally picked him up. It was like five seconds. I'm like, oh, where is nah, it? No, dude, that, 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 what was it? Yeah, that underground fight league he was in. They would just pull up to like mansions yeah. and they would just get out these big ass shirtless dudes <laughs> and they would just start boxing it out in this driveway. And I'm all like, what the fuck? Dude. Yeah, so this dude was shot three times and a print gone wrong in Dallas. Damn. Oh, he, he, was, he lived. Oh, he lived? He He's lived, though. Right. But, yeah. Say, it was like, it was like, Tyrone coming on the podcast. Bro. Like, <laughs> We gotta talk about yeah. this. <laughs> Hold up. It's like, we need to know. I need to know how this all transpired. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was kind of like the, the guy that knocked him out. You yeah. Know? It was probably, well, like, he did his thing, and dude was like, oh, okay, bet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he like, said, you're gonna fuck with <laughs> Yeah, man. 
Again, man, he's Texas, like, dude, just, there's just Texas, shit, dude. You know, dude. You just don't do shit yeah. and sit in Texas, bro. <laughs> he's like, she said she wouldn't do that again. And then he, yeah, I guarantee that's what happened. Right. He was like, she but. said that was the last time. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, you have man. to be on, so, like, if that, yeah. Tyrone, dude, I got, I'm a DM. I got to figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I mean, plus you can't be this giant, like, massive man going around saying right. shit, bro, and expect people to, like... Just like, all right. Well, at some point in time, bro, that's <laughs> something's like, going to go down. There was just a back. report. It wasn't Tyrone, but it was. I think in. I think it was in Texas again, <laughs> but uh, someone got shot because they were trying to do a fake robbery prank, which oh, I don't get. Where the fake like, like how people? Like, you, it's a robbury, bro. Like no matter like you can't. Yeah, <laughs> you can't be robbery. like, dude. This was a prank. <laughs> like your ass is going to jail or prison, oh. bro. Nah, you got shot and died. Okay, your ass is going that's to the, like the it's, corn corn it's one or the other. Going so, to the morgue. Bro, like oh, yeah. I, I just when I read it, I was like, man, like RIP to that guy, but like how do you fake a robbery? That like, was it's, that was it's a that robbery that key. failed pretty much. Like, like that was a key like play stupid games when stupid like, <laughs> like that's like one thing you what? can't. Oh, it's prank. a prank, bro. It's you can prank. prank like somebody like popping out of a trunk, pretending yeah. to be like bondage and like yeah. jackass, but you can't pretend to rob somebody. Yeah, like you go into like a any place that has money. And you demand money. Yeah, it's a right. <laughs> yeah, dude, you whether you want to realize it or not, you are partaking in a legit. Like, no, look, I'm filming. Like, no, you're just filming your robbery. You're giving evidence. <laughs> your your bro. evidence is going directly. Yeah, jeez. Damn. Oh, He's like, they'll never suspect it if we pretend it's a prank. <laughs> we'll get away with it. And then they're like, uh, this is the great time. state of Texas, right? <laughs> Everybody's strapped. Yeah, I was say, dude, I was like, in Texas, I was like, you just, you don't play around with shit like that, bro. You just, not in the state where you can be like 13 and get a gun. Like, yeah, dude, you know, like, like the 80-year-old lady in front of you in the checkout is strapped. Right. Like, she's ready. No one's fucking around it. No. That one guy that's got like six pistols on his fucking legs is like, damn, dude, save some pussy for the rest of us, bro. Like... Oh my lord! I love oh, Yosemite that. Sam looking ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. He's ready for enough, whatever. I got enough second minute for everybody. <laughs> like, oh my lord, dude! Like, oh, those are the guys that make the FBI worried. Right? <laughs> like, oh, but that's like man. the NRA's like fucking legend. Like, yo, yeah, that's Frank right there, man. Don't fuck with my Frank. boy Frank. <laughs> Stay strapped. Right. <laughs> it's so weird too, like the uh, the division between like how people feel about guns where it's like some people are like bro that makes me worried mm-hmm. and then other bro. people are like that's why i sleep safe and i know there's americans bro, like that and it's I, like, there's such there's no middle <laughs> nah bro i am convinced that all these like i'm convinced it's a gigantic conspiracy bro put on by the gun like manufacturers bro <laughs> i'm convinced bro like they just they like they talk with lawmakers and have lawmakers talk about oh yeah gun gun laws gun laws and then they hike the price of everything up bro I seen a I seen a twelve gauge pump shotgun go for five hundred dollars bro <laughs> like this little like a a a B like a little bullshit shotgun bro for five hundred bucks like bro you can't buy like I'm I'm super huge into guns yeah. fellas if you guys did like that's, that's like that's like my weird like low key no, secret hobby yeah. on the I side I can tell you perked up yeah, right like, hold like, on bro, dude <laughs> hold on and then like and then what is it like bro so you could buy you could buy 50 rounds of like full metal jacket 9 millimeter for like 20 bucks bro now it's like a dollar a round I'm like yo nah this is nah bro it's a conspiracy it ain't nothing happening Just this is a conspiracy bro <laughs> 
This is the bro. I promise you, the CIA is gonna take me out, bro. I'm on to him. <laughs> Off bro. the podcast, yeah. gonna for real, dude. I'm like, gonna ride home. Gonna, yeah. I'm collateral. I'm gonna ride home. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna take me too. Right. Like, you heard too much. <laughs> Go outside the car. They knock on my door, do some men in black shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Damn, thanks, man. Oh, right, man, I was. We're going out with this podcast. I guess you guys hear it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to release Dirty Soul too. Right. Apparently, I'm dying tonight. Right. No. <laughs> Said, whoa. That's okay. Man. I wasn't going to get it turned in in time. <laughs> he said, it's not going to be done. It might be done. It might not be done. Yeah. <laughs> he said, it may or may not. Right? It's all good. Man, so if you, if you, uh, to wrap things up, if you guys are, uh, you listen to this, it, it could be out. It could possibly not be out. Just, just play ear. But where can they follow you guys at? Where can they reach out to you guys if they're looking to purchase or check out anything that you guys got going on? Uh, I still use MySpace as my means yeah. of communication. No, you can reach me at dropoutbeats.com. I got everything <laughs> yeah, on there. Catalog, email, everything's on dropoutbeats.com. Yeah, uh, yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, but oh, yeah, I got a website now, dude, at Dirt Nasty Beats with a Z. Fucking cool. With a Z because... S was already taken. Nah, it's because you're hardcore. Like yeah, that, that's bro. what I'm like, saying. Yeah, with the Z. The S was taken because I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm going to tax you for that later Just on. Years down later. <laughs> you make it big. I'm making it big. Dude, I'm mad, dude. And I pull up Dirt Nasty. Like, I looked up like what the Dirt Nasty Beats website is, and it's just it's the most terrible thing ever, and I feel so disrespectful. <laughs> you're like, dude, you're gonna if I make it big, you're going to steal my traffic <laughs> for having the name. Right. So, Damn. yep, dirtnastybeatswithaz.com. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could say Instagram, but I'm, I'm never on Instagram. Never though. on Instagram. Never. <laughs> Dude, I feel like an old man when it comes to Instagram. Dude, I was like... Just gotta put the right... I mean, I try, like, to put up shit. It's like me and TikTok. Like, I, I made a TikTok, uh-huh. made, like, one TikTok, and I was like, nope. I don't like, get it, bro. People on there, like, I thought it was all hashtags and stuff. I'll post, like, ten hashtags, get nothing. I got someone... I got a girl... I got not even a girl, but somebody posted a picture, and they're... Their like description is a spaceship emoji. Yeah. It's like three thousand likes. It really is. The, the algorithms like, on Instagram are so very dumb. weird. Like it's for a company like, that's owned by Facebook. Like it's it's very like interesting that Facebook shit is like different from like Instagrams and like how they well, Facebook it. hates me already. So I get it. <laughs> You're like it all makes sense. Now. Yeah, like, it all makes <laughs> it's sense. all there. It sucks out for me, man. <laughs> I mean, realistically, it's kind of Facebook kind of ruined Instagram in a way. Like, Instagram used to be... It's a cool spot. So cool. Yeah. And, like... It was dope. I don't know what's so hard to understand about chronological timelines. This does not happen. <laughs> it's like, dude, this is where it all began. Yeah. You took it from us for... Because you want to control... Now, here's my conspiracy that's actually been proven. <laughs> <laughs> you want to control what people see. So, you're, like, your algorithm is, like, person A saw this and they engage with it and then they did this after so we can almost guarantee that since you guys have the same data points on your profile we can almost 100 percent guarantee that you're going to do the same thing mm. and it's like that's great but i wasn't yeah i don't want to see this video after i just watched the video i watched you don't yeah. know 
You don't know where I want. Where my mind yeah. is going, dude. It's fucking everywhere, bro. I went from Manson to Timberlake. <laughs> like that. Like, you don't fucking know me. You don't know. That's why I hate... Uh, now they do, though. Yeah. I'm going to get like a Marilyn Manson right. advertisement on Facebook now. They're gonna I like, hate... I have Spotify. In my daily mix, like, they just disrespect it so much. Like, oh, yeah. it's Hard, it does dude. not work Like Hard. for like that what I try to do. Here's, here's your daily mix. We know you'll love all these. And you're like, yeah, I like that one song that I played. Yeah. But everything else that you added on here because of that one song is Terrible. hot garbage. <laughs> It's, it's like, yeah. how much do you think people pay for those too? Like those right. placements, where it's yeah. like, hey, I'll slide you like record labels, like you know, to put, put our, our artists, put our artists number two on these lists. Yeah. They go out to thousands of people. It's all fucking marketing. It's oh yeah, it's so it's such a Grammy business. I was thinking about Pandora, like early on, like in the days of when everybody was using Pandora. Yeah. I was like, you know how easy it would be for a label to manipulate that, mm-hmm. where it's like, because this radio is like random. Yeah. But to have like a record label be like, here's our single, and we want it to be pushed. On more people's stations, yeah. it's it's genius, and I, I mean it's, it's definitely There's so much behind the scenes with the shit. It's like, oh it's yeah, crazy. it's that's it's, the shit that I like the behind the scenes. Like it interests me of like why that shit. Like you ever watch like the documentaries? Like I'm I'm about to watch um, what's it called? Like the social dilemma. Yeah, watch that. Yeah, it, it like, literally I, goes like, through how crazy. I heard it makes you want to like hop off your phone and shit. Like it doesn't like. Like, you just, like, nah, I'm good, like, on social media. Yeah, like, they literally, when you sign up for Facebook, you're literally signing over, like, so every, much, like, act, like, so all of the details of your life, yeah. you're, like, giving <laughs> They to know Facebook. you now. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, Facebook has, I don't know the precise number, but it's, like, over 5,000, I think, particular data points on each person. Like, they analyze every single thing about you. And because on your phone... Uh, when you opt into the Facebook app on your phone, mm-hmm. there's a thing that you can turn off in Facebook, but they also monitor through like pixels and things. They monitor the websites you visit and then yeah. your actions that you take off of Facebook. So that's why, that's how Facebook knows like when mm-hmm. you're like researching like, hey, you know, I'm going to look up a new TV. That's how Facebook knows to serve you an ad for TVs is because they're like, he j- they just looked. Mm-hmm. For TV. So they're an active buyer now. Uh, and then you have all these companies, and that's why the chronological timeline doesn't exist as well, is because then that's how they sell their ads. It's because all of a sudden all these companies are bidding for a spot on your timeline. Yeah. Dude, that's the one thing I don't like about Facebook nowadays. It's like, that's the one thing that makes me more like, like I was telling you yesterday, dude, I want to get off it. I was like, dude, they literally just made this like, to us, Facebook is like, it's a place where we all connect. Mm-hmm. To them, we're just dollar signs yeah. that keep mm-hmm. logging in. Like, oh, yeah. we, we are now a product to them, and they sell us to the highest bidder, dude. Mark Zuckerberg's like biggest asset that he has isn't that he owns Facebook and, like, the ads platform. Mm-hmm. It's that he owns Dad. Dad. He literally owns that's why there was so much like shit, and that's what, why he got Congress his, and yeah. all that. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. Dude, you, you own. <laughs> you literally know more about the world than anybody. I should have in that power though. Oh yeah, he could definitely like he could sway things any which way he wanted to. I know, dude. That's what, and dude, it's just I don't even want to get Bizarre. into all that, dude. Oh, that's a, that's he another. Stole, <laughs> he stole his idea too. What a thief! <laughs> <He> got <Right>. sucked. <laughs> The real fucking heroes, the Winklevox fans or whatever. Yeah, no, and the movie makes them out to be assholes. I know. And you're like, dude, these are just guys that just wanted people in Harvard to hook up. Right. They was, life could be so simple. And then Zuck was like, we have bigger ideas. It's like, dude. I just, my favorite part about the whole thing, I know like they kind of look like alike or whatever, but Zuckerberg to fucking Jesse Eisenberg is such a weird like, 
like fucking look together like as an actor like i when you see zuckerberg on like interviews or this and that like you don't see fucking jesse eisenberg like no and yeah like those what's up with all like the super elite tech guys looking like they're like dead <laughs> like no disrespect to zuck but he for being a i would assume a healthy guy mm-hmm. given his resources like and that's really all of them they don't look very healthy like, they all look like... Outside of, like, Jeff Bezos. Is yeah. Like, for an older dude, he's, like, super cut up and shredded. Yeah. But outside I mean, of... Dude, you know, he probably does lift work, weights. Yeah, yeah like, that's how you should make money. checks, fucking lift yeah. weight, make money. I don't know. Whenever I think with he Jeff... Said, he said, oh, was that? He said, oh, another three million deposited? <laughs> Great. All I, I think about Jeff Bezos now is the fucking South Park episode with the fucking Amazon. And they had Jeff Bezos. Have you seen, have you seen it? Uh-uh. Oh, it's so fucking funny because they basically it's a whole season making fun of Amazon because Amazon comes to South Park and like they start to work the fulfillment center like Randy and a few other people and someone basically gets trapped inside of an Amazon box and like it's so fucking stupid but they make Jeff Bezos out to be like a super villain like he has fucking like bald head and it's like crazy like big and veins popping out and shit and like he doesn't speak but his mind speaks like telepathically and shit and it's, it's fucking just crazy but no like Jeff Bezos is the only person. Everyone else is like, yeah, like they just yeah, seem like, like look they look like they're on like the brink of death. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's all, just the tech world. But like, yeah, they're like just, probably super healthy. They just know too much. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. That's the conspiracy. <laughs> they're probably just never outside, so it's just straight vitamin D deficiency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, Zuck dude, he just looks like his like eyes are getting ready to pop out. Like he just doesn't look healthy. Uh, I think about it, bro. They probably don't even get like sunlight hitting them when they're riding around in the back of their cars, bro. It's just a they're just like they're like these like elitist vampires. They're actually the tech world. <laughs> they're like we have the information because we've had it for hundreds of years yeah. in our covens. Oh, that's real. <laughs> Silicon Valley is actually the new Transylvania. Yeah, <laughs> we just haven't realized it this entire time, right. but we pieced it together here. CIA is gonna take us. Yo, out. We're, we're fucking done. done. We're so done, bro. Here comes an agent through the window right now. Yeah. <laughs> He said, he said, hey, is that like a tear gas grenade? No. <laughs> like, uh-oh. Shit. Oh, All right, you guys. <laughs> All right, man. He's like, how am I going to put this podcast? Yeah, I'm going to, like, it's just going to go. We're just, People are just going to listen to this all the way through. And, like, <laughs> yo, I want you guys to know that, like, man, just check out the Crate Collective. Fucking watch NBA. Fucking everything's a lie. Fucking tech, <laughs> yeah. tech Question industry. Your reality. Question yeah. reality. CIA. The tech is world are vampires. Like shit. Like. Yeah. 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 I think a little bit of everything for everybody. But yeah, I think we do. do. We do. We make music though. So, yeah, they yeah, make music doing, though. Yeah. I mean, we actually do. I think something noteworthy of being on a podcast. So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Right, yeah. Now I know what we talk about. What's not happening? Like when it's not music, it's just usually that. Yeah. Like, it all goes. This is a, this is a sports podcast. This is a fucking music podcast. This is a life podcast. This is a true crime conspiracy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's all together. Birds like, aren't real, <laughs> dude. I love that. It's um like before the seventies, birds didn't exist. You ever seen a bird in a, in a photograph? I'm like, now come to think of it. Sorry. Then you start like thinking back to shit. It's, it's like, kind of like that thing when like you seen that like meme that was going around where it's like you've never seen your neighbors carry in groceries. Yeah. And I sat and thought about it and I was like, never shit, I have it in my <laughs> life. Like what? It's bad. Oh, oh man. The simulation, bro. It's broken. The simulation. <laughs> it is broken. Alright, oh. fuck. <laughs> All right, you guys, thanks for stopping by. Oh, for sure. It was a pleasure. Uh, 
one more time where they could follow you because we, we it, was like, it was like hey we ended it and then we were like hey by the way <laughs> yeah the here's, CIA. here's this thing again we it all end, goes it yeah all we've goes. ended this podcast like three, that's the episode, best like, it's the midwest now. goodbye podcast right now like yeah. it really is all i gotta do is hit him with an ope real quick yeah and we'll be out the door. <laughs> oh we gotta stop by casey so i get my cool ranch and Ooh, breakfast pizza breakfast pizza the taco pizza bud the taco taco, pizza. The taco. dude i almost ordered a taco uh, anyways, you guys can follow me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Off it. You guys can follow where you can follow you. <laughs> Dropout Beats is where you can find me. Uh, you can send me an email through my website. You can hit me up on Facebook. Just search me up. I'm sure that I'll be tagged in this post. Right. Whenever yeah. it goes live. Yeah, yeah. Right. It might get shelved forever. Who knows? It's the archive fucking episode. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, no, you guys can catch me at uh, Dirt Nasty Beats. And remember, that's Dirt Nasty Beats with a Z.com. Somebody stole the S. Fuck them. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy, yeah. dude. All right. Sick. Appreciate you guys for coming on. <laughs> All right, you guys. That's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank Jordan and Gabe for coming on. I want to thank you guys for tuning in, man, to what's been the longest episode of Rise Again Podcast. So, man, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Uh, one big takeaway from this is just be authentic, man. Uh, Jordan was mentioning it. Gabe was talking about it. Just um, be your true self, man. And whatever people are around you that, you know, are down to accept who you are and in, in business or anything, uh, you're going to go a long way when you're your true self and you're going to feel a lot better about yourself when you're not trying to be someone else other than your true self. So just be authentic. Um, and you're, you're going to go, you're going to go far, man. You're going to be happy when you're going too because, uh, you're not doing it for the wrong reasons. You're not being fake. You're not doing anything like that. You're just being you. Um, so that's, that's all I have to say, man. I'm going to wrap up this episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, you can follow me on Instagram at RAV Phoenix. That's the personal page. Follow anything Rise Again Media related on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rise Again Create. Guys, go visit the website, riseagaincreate.com. Bunch of new content. Um, I have On the Rise with the homie Neil. Uh, Anna's been putting out amazing book reviews. Uh, man, food content, uh, photos for inspiration, bunch of different things on riseagaincreate.com. Um, so go check that out. Stay tuned for any more information. Um, I'm gonna something else is special coming out uh, this week, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, again, just follow all the social media to stay um, just up to date on everything, man. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.